Howard Stern. Oqua, 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 tension one. What are you saying? Oqua, 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 tension one. Olajuwon. <laughs> oh, my God. What was it, Robin? Oh. Oh. Can you hear oh. me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Can't see Oqua. you, but I can hear you. Oqua Tanzan Wan. Something Olajuwon. Yeah. What's that other part? Oqua Tanzan Wan. Olajuwon. Oh, oh. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Gobbly good. Ah, uh, good morning, everybody. Kwaamsa Lajiwan. Kwaamsa Lajiwan. Kwaamsa Lajiwan. Oh, Kwa Tanzin Wan. Kwaamsa Lajiwan. Oh, Kwa Tanzin Wan. Kwaamsa Lajiwan. Yeah. Convenient the way it all rhymes, too. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, good morning, everyone. Happy President's Day. I knew we shouldn't be working on President's Day. How that happened, I don't know. I'm a big President's Day guy. Uh, I, I, it's a sacred holiday to me, and I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> Did here. Did that switch but... over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're having some technical problems. It shouldn't impact uh, the broadcast too much, but I can't see Robin. Oh. Well, I always like to look her over, and uh, well, most of my screens here are blackened. They're not working, so oh. I'm, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You can handicap me. Why did I me. get dressed today? I know, you should just be nude. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't mind being handicapped like this because uh, I'm a professional broadcaster. I can do anything I need to do. Uh, yes, yeah, so for President's Day, I have planned a few things when I realized... Uh, that we would be working. Also, um, I will remind you, Robin, this show almost doesn't matter. Everyone is in bed now, sleeping. It doesn't matter. Yes. There is we no one listening. We can do anything. That's right. No one is listening except for the two of us. And uh, there you go. <laughs> well, just anyway, let's, you, you know, just treat it like a phone call. Let me get right into it. Uh, number one, it is President's Day. And to celebrate President's Day any second now, uh, we are going to be visited by Former President Obama. Oh. Well, I'm just going to sit here and wait for him to knock on the door because he was supposed to be here at 7. Is he late? As you know, President Biden made a surprise visit to the Ukraine. He is now visiting with President Zelensky and then on his way to Poland. Um, Let's see. And President Obama, there's the knock. Let's open the door. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to speak to former President Barack Obama. How are you, sir? Sir? Oh. oh music music has been played. Yes. <laughs> sir? Your Excellency? Just staring at me. Huh. What's that Why, what, are you, what are you doing? All right. Well, if you're going to be like that. Well, hmm. that was nice to be visited by President Obama. He looked angry. I think I just was witnessing a power move. The guy just stood there and stared at me. Why would he do that? What's going on, guys? Why was President Obama just staring at me? 
Have we lost all audio except for Robin? I'm, I'm working in a vacuum. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, I want to apologize to our subscribers. And to the president, you know, he got up early to be here and probably was jabbering away and can't be heard. I am sorry. <laughs> Anybody, is anyone able to communicate with us except Howard? It's me. I'm here. Oh, how, oh. How did you, but how can you how can you do that? I didn't open the door yet. Hold on a second. Let me open the door because you're sounding muffled. Uh, that's better. Hi. Hi, Mr. President. How are you? Hey, there, there we go. There we go. It's what was good. going on? I was staring at you and you just like wouldn't say anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was, it, it, but that's all in the past. It's, it's great to be with you. Sorry. I was a little late there. Hey, hey, Rob, uh, I got, I got to ask, are you hiding two big Chinese balloons under your shirt? Take, take it off. Let's have a look. Feel free Mr. to find my pants, Mr. President. When you were president, uh, those Chinese spy balloons—you, uh, you, uh, you never encountered anything like that, right? Never, never. That was not on my watch for sure. Right, but, right. Uh, now, you're always um, one of the reasons I love having you on, uh, President Obama, is because you're so much looser on my show. Uh, I'm such a fan of how you are with us, you know. Well, I love your show. Uh, I listen a lot. Uh, I, I love the Springsteen interview that you did where you, you cried like a seventh grade girl on her first period. It was, it was moving. Well, thank you, I guess. Um, how are you going to celebrate President's Day? I mean, we're here. We expect it to be off, but what, what are you going to do for President's Day? Uh, same thing I do every year. I get together with George Bush and Bill Clinton and we all swap wives. And let me tell you something. (laughs) Laura Bush lives up to the name. She's not big on razors. Laura Bush doesn't use her. I see. (laughs) And so what you're claiming is that you guys all get to. And so you've had sex with Hillary Clinton. I make Hillary the secretary of taking this big old hog, Howard. Boy, that's crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah, we used to include the Carters, but then it it got a little weird. Yeah, I saw Jimmy Carter's in hospice care i miss you mr president you were a tough act to follow i'll tell you well i must have done something wrong because after me america was was in the mood for a pussy grabbing nazi oh no <laughs> what i know uh oh, i know what that's gonna trigger oh boy uh now you've done it mr president guess who's knocking on the door here mr donald trump the ex-president it's me excuse me excuse me uh, sorry right. uh, uh obama go park my car please old white guys <laughs> talking here the good people howard how is the best president of all time it's not even close with this guy i got paid i got laid and i ate like 700 big macs i was god actually i was really hey, god hey donald it's been a long time or as, as the russian hookers like to say long time no pee ah uh, well you know barack you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be out looting a jewelry shop on a rodeo drive it's a holiday uh, or is your hoodie being cleaned is that what's happening right, oh, right? fuck you fuck you cheeto dick oh screw you you know what you're not black enough to be the black guy at my rallies you know that i don't know what you've done more damage to your legacy or the white house toilets you're the single most terrible president of all of black history. You're so fat. When you went to Epstein's Island, the bitch sank. Oh, you know what? Oh. The only thing longer than the list of your failures is your wife's dick. Hey, which one of us got reelected? Oh, that's right. The one without bitch tits. Me. Oh, really? Wait, you know wait, what wait. MAGA really stands for? Okay. Michelle's a guy. All right. If your dick was any smaller, you'd be Howard Stern.
Oh, that's oh it. come ahead. That's Wait a second. I've had it that's with you, it. big ears. Gentlemen, please, it's President's Day. Uh, just let reunite. Let, let us unite for one day, and I'm going to ask both of you the same question. Say something to inspire the nation. Go ahead. Okay. My fellow citizens, I spent eight years leading this country, then four years watching this tubby orange bitch fuck it all up. Oh, nice <laughs> language, all right? Do you kiss Michelle's dick with that mouth? Fuck you. My wife's clit is bigger than your dick. I have a huge dick. Ask anyone at Upstate Island. My cock is so big, they call it the Keystone Pipeline. My cock is so big, I'm hiding stolen classified documents behind it. A whole box. A whole box. All right. I I'm going to, I'm going to prove how big my cock is by sucking it right now live on the Howard Stern show. Why oh watch boy. Wait, this, this is, this, this is going to make a lot of news. Descended. Yes. You think I can't suck my own cock? I can do that. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. The zipper's jamming. Oh, there we go. All right. I'm having, oh. Uh, President Trump, you're barely reaching your penis. It doesn't uh, seem like you could blow yourself. I don't think he's even close. Belly's <laughs> in the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Barack Obama is sucking his own penis, and Donald is trying to reach his cock, too, but can't get around his belly. Trump is so turning close. red. I'm so close. He's sweating. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, uh, okay. Uh, what a tribute. <laughs> the video of this is going to make big news today, I got to tell you. Uh, by the way, Barack Obama even has his balls in his mouth, so uh, Donald, come on. Right, can I get a straw or something? Just help me get closer. All right, guys. Guys, guys, stop blowing yourselves. Is that, I, I mean, um, can you, Donald, can you say anything nice about Barack Obama? I mean, can you say something nice? He's 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 got a nice voice. He's got a nice, not as nice as mine, but he's a nice voice. I just have All to right, give him there that. There you go. And, all he right. is, and he is a little cool. He's a, you know the, the black guys. It's not fair. They're all cool. You know what I mean? What it's, about it's you, President fair. Obama? You want to say uh, something to, to nice or or? All I gotta say is, is, is twenty twenty four. That's your cholesterol number. Okay, twenty twenty four. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. My Thank goodness. you. So that was the, right. I tried to be nice. I tried to be nice. Howard. All right. You, you want to be nasty? Go nice. ahead. Go no, ahead. No, and be all nasty. I want to say is, you know, he Donald. doesn't smell as bad as you expect. Donald likes Ivanka <laughs> because she calls him daddy. That's why. Oh, yeah. Go to hell and take Jimmy Carter with you. Let's, let me tell you something. Melania hates you, okay? At least I think that's what oh, she... Oh, that's breaking news. That's it was hard to hear because her mouth was full. <laughs> that's what I... Uh, you, rat, you know what? This guy, so rude. So rude. rude. I tried to be nice. I tried Thank to you. be nice. All Thank right, you, guys. Whoa. All right. Uh, Did he leave? Did he le oh, finally, we're alone. So anyway, everything's going <laughs> great. <laughs> Well, no one asked you to do the show today. What are you doing well, here? You have, you have, uh, you have this guy on the secret Muslim, terrible, terrible person, pot smoking commie. That's all he's been doing there. Hey, Donald. Oh, Donald. you're back. What's right. got seven teeth and hates black people? The first row of your last campaign rally, asshole. Uh, oh, I have a black guy. You. I have a black guy. He's all always right. there.
I saw that on the news. Blacks, a, a, you've a, seen it. Blacks for yeah. Trump. Blacks for Latinos. Everybody, everybody knows Latinos. you're broke. They, everybody knows you're broke. You're the only motherfucker who ever bought a mail order bride with food stamps. Excuse me. Excuse me. You don't have a Mar-a-Lago like I do. You don't have a private jet. You're you're on ski boards and, and windsurfing. That's what hippies do. You your campaign is so dead, you should bury it next to your wife on the ninth hole. Oh, that oh, is that wow. Was, that was, that was, that's mean. That's just plain mean because I got a tremendous tax break on that. A really good tax break. Something you wouldn't know about, you know. All right. Well, you guys, uh, uh, happy President's Day or happy former President's Day. Uh, who knew former presidents were so witty? Uh, it, it's unbelievable. Some of the, you know, some of the jabs the barbs, you guys throw. Yeah, the yeah. barbs you. you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, well, you I know, have to I'm say. the king of Thank insults, you, Howard. Howard. I'm like the new Don Rickles. I am, I'm so good at this. I'm so well, good Well, yeah, at this. I, I saw already you, you came up with names for Nikki Haley yep. and uh, Ron DeSantis. You're already working meatball. on. Meatball. Do you like meatball? It's a test one. I'm running that out. I like I like uh, meatball. No offense. You know I mean? Maybe look in the mirror. I mean, uh, for you to call him meatball. I mean, uh, well, you know what I mean? He's, the people he's one of those no neck guys. He's one of those no neck guys. I have a neck. Fuck I have you, a tremendous ass. neck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My dick is bigger than yours, too. Barack Hussein, Jihad shot. Obama. Okay. My cock is so big, it's got its own intermission. Oh, boy. <laughs> jeez. My, my cock is so big, it has its own gift shop. Fuck you. You're, they call me the Keystone Pipeline, like I said. I'm all muscle, <laughs> Howard, by the way. I'm all muscle. You've Fuck been you, working out? Dick. You, you know why right. Michelle's arms are so ripped? It's from lifting my dick. Oh, boy. <laughs> my dick's got knuckles. It's so powerful. It's All got right. knuckles. It's got <laughs> knuckles. Uh, I think that's All right, a knuckle. There's a growth. Well, I thought it was Mar- a knuckle. You guys uh, have proven that, uh, you know, our, politically our country is so divided. Uh, so of course, divided. Pre- so divided, uh, President Trump, you have your uh, followers, and President Obama, mm-hmm. you have you followers, and it's like almost two different universes. Two different universes. Two different Who countries. Who Listen, I get 65,000 people at a, at a rally. Who does he get? Who does he get? Richard Branson, who what cares? The fuck? He's not even from this country. You're so full of shit. Fuck you, Trump. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. This is not even, I can't even believe I'm fucking talking to this fucking Cheeto dick motherfucker. All right, okay. This, <laughs> he's, Howard, he's so mean. This is what you get with these people. Let these me tell you, my cock so These people. My cock's so big, Michelle used nice. it to unclog our toilet. Oh, all right, guys. All right, right. all right. But, thank you, sirs. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, there it is. Former presidents, Trump and Obama. I, I didn't know that would degenerate into such a horrible yeah. discussion. I was hoping for something civilized. Political debate in this country has really fallen apart. That's right, Robin. Good for you. Yeah, just pointing that out because a lot of people <laughs> know that. Um, you know, Robin, the other thing I was going to do is just uh, as a little President's Day uh, to keep things current and to show you we're on top of it. Uh, I, this is a little Bigfoot moment. We love Bigfoot, the whack packer known as Bigfoot. He's the, the big rugged mountain man who lives in the woods of Vermont. Uh, doesn't have a computer. He can't read. You would assume he's not well informed, but Wolfie did a little something for President's Day here. He, um, he found out that Bigfoot loves watching local Vermont news and CNN. And in honor of President's Day, we wondered which United States president's Bigfoot would recognize. 
Okay. And we showed Bigfoot a picture and we asked him to name the president in the photo. Let's see how well he did. And and you can even guess along, Robin. It's time for Name That President Game with Bigfoot. Bigfoot, what presidents will he know? Will he know Lincoln? Will he know Biden? What about Thomas and Jefferson? Thomason was his real name. <laughs> what about Theodore Roosevelt and, of course, Donald Trump? It's President Game with Bigfoot. All right, Robin, I've sung this song, and now it's time to play. All right. We, <laughs> we showed... i got to get back to sleep. <laughs> We showed Bigfoot a picture of Abraham Lincoln. Could Bigfoot name Abraham Lincoln? What do you say? Well, you know, when you first started this, I thought, well, if they're talking about recent presidents, I think he'll be all right. I don't hmm. know about the ones that don't show up on television. But with Lincoln, Lincoln's picture is around and it's on the, you know, the money and all of that stuff. So I'm going to say that he knows Abraham Lincoln. All right, we'll lock you in on a yes. Remember, Robin is playing for no money. No prizes, just the glory of the win. We showed Bigfoot a picture of Abraham Lincoln. Bigfoot looked at it, and here's what he had to say. He got a, uh, uh, on some kind of symbol of the money we get. I'm not sure if it's 10 or what is this. I know the name, I just can't think of it. Washington, Washington, George Washington. He was close. You know, you know, Washington. Lincoln. Well, both of them are on money. What? Do you, what is Lincoln on? Well, Lincoln, he couldn't get. So that's the do end. Do you it. know what? Oh, what isn't he did. on the? Uh, is he on the five? Yes, he is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, all right, we showed Bigfoot a picture of Barack Obama, who was just on our show, Barack Obama. Okay, but he. Woody Robin, put on your thinking cap. Could Bigfoot name Barack Obama? Well, going with my theory, Barack was on TV and he was yeah. in Bigfoot's lifetime. Right. And he was the only black president. I mean, there's right. a lot of things that yeah. say Bigfoot should get this one. So I'm hey, going to say I, yes. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know the answers of whether he got him or not. So I'm going to agree with you on that one. I like that. All right, Barack Obama, let's see if he can identify him. Bigfoot, go ahead. He wore white. He, he was kind of a brownish color. He's a, a colored person. He's the one that came out with uh, the stimulus payments. That's Barack Obama. He tried to help America. Tried to help the poor he did. Yeah, okay. Barack Obama. You're going to take Barack Obama? <laughs> yeah, of course. Are you crazy? <laughs> but close enough. Come on. All right. What about Donald Trump? Uh, going by your theory, you would think he could name him. I He's got to be able he's, to name Donald He's got. This is All probably right. the president who was on TV the most. Right. Still is. Uh, okay. We both say yes. That is Trump. The one who cheated on his wife. Up well, there you go. Who cheated <laughs> well, on his it's wife. amazing why he knows people. 
let's uh, buzz through these. Teddy Roosevelt, no way, right? No. Nah. Yeah, okay. We agree on that. Those are glasses. Spe- uh, spe- spectacles. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that as a yes. You got Teddy. He got. He's wearing oh. spectacles. Spectacles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bigfoot, you're not doing too well here. I didn't know Teddy Roosevelt. I'm huh? not. I'm a student of history. It is. I know what <laughs> all it is. You got uh, President Abraham Clinton. He freed the slaves. They came all the way from Egypt after building building the pyramids. They did. All right, what about, the, let's buzz through this. Uh, George W. Bush, Rob and I say no. What do you say? Oh, will he remember back that far with all the pot smoking? Uh, I'm right. going to say he stumbles on this one. No. We agree, right? No, he doesn't. Yeah. George, yeah okay. He took close to war in Iraq. George W. Bush. Oh, wow. Making Are us wrong. Dead? <laughs> what about George Washington? Well, you know, we showed him a picture of George Washington. Does he know him? Yes. All right, let's see. I say yes, too. He's for my time, I think. I think he's on a $20 bill, I believe. That's President Eisenhower. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's President Eisenhower. Uh, let's go to. All right. How about Joe Biden? He should know him, right? Yes, he's the current president. Right. But Joe Biden, like, facially is kind of nondescript, you know. I could see him saying he's Eisenhower, too, you know. But, all right, <laughs> I'll go with you on that. Yes, Joe Biden. Uh, let's see. Bigfoot? That is, I talked to him. Uh, I'm trying to think. Not Trump. Um, that Joe Biden. Yeah. And when he says he talked to him. Our, our Joe Biden impression is called. It wasn't even I an impression. To him. Yeah, he just went, uh, I just went, hey, hey, it's Joe Biden over here. And he's like, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, he thought he was talking to the man. Joe Biden the- crossed the Delaware to fucking mailman. I know that it is. You know, uh, what about uh, Thomas Jefferson? No way in hell, but maybe this is a trick one. Like, there's no way. I don't know. Yeah, he's Thomas a big is. Jefferson fan or something. Like, we don't know. I don't know what Thomas Jefferson looked like, so I got to figure he doesn't either. But okay, here we go. Yeah, he Thomas, won't know him at all. No, Thomas. Run oh, think. Thomas Jefferson. I mean, I'm not sure where I'm getting these names. He's just popping into my head. Wow, good for you, Bigfoot. Come up with that. How'd you know that? My head. Yeah, One of my twelve voices in there. <laughs> I can't believe you knew Thomas Jefferson. That's I crazy. knew. I also know Frankie Eleanor Roosevelt, the first president in a wheelbarrow. Yes. Huh. Well, whatever medication they got Bigfoot on, pal, it's working. I'm telling you, you're at least and, partially. And Kamala Harris is vice president. She chopped down a cherry tree and stuck it up her ass. She did. Right. <laughs> Had sex with it, that cherry tree. You broke you a cherry tree. Right. Yeah. All right, well, there you have it. It's the mm-hmm. Bigfoot Identify the President. You ah, did a we... lot better than I thought. And now we can move on from President's Day and just do a regular show and talk about shit. 
I'm really worried. Um, I get an advanced copy of um, The Bachelor. I love that show so much. I'm not thrilled this season with who they chose as The Bachelor, but I watch it. But what's concerning me is they... Um, they, they, the the ratings, I just checked with John Hine. I had heard that the ratings on The Bachelor are not doing well. They're down to about, listen to this, 3 million viewers mm. uh, a week. And they used to be at 13 million not too long ago. You know, within the last There's, 10 years. I feel they changed too much. I think well, that whole Chris, uh, what's his name? Harrison? Was, yeah, it was a debacle. I don't, th- you know, I, I liked Chris Harrison as the host of The Bachelor. There was something comforting in that nebbish. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, is it that or I don't know what it is. But now you got to hear this. You know, I watch that show every week. They got an advertisement during the show. They want senior citizens to apply. I mean, whose idea this is? They should be fired immediately. If I was an executive <laughs> at ABC, they're going to have senior citizens on The Bachelor. And I mean, the fun of The Bachelor, the reason I will not watch a senior citizen bachelor or bachelorette. And by senior, I don't know how old they're talking. Yeah, what are they talking? I mean, if senior on The Bachelor is 40, then I'll watch. But if it's like, <laughs> if you're dealing with people in their 60s, I mean, uh, nobody wants to see that romantically. The fun is seeing these young girls. The reason I watch, I like to see the young girls running around in their bikinis. Where are they going to show that? Is that some, like, streaming service that only goes to old age homes? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's weird. (laughs) Although I'm thinking to put my mother on it. I mean, she's single now. My father (laughs) passed away. She could use a date. That's right. Maybe that'll get get her spirits up. I mean, uh, oh, oh, here's a woman who's, oh, this is the next senior bachelorette. Hi, honey. What's your story? Hi. Hi. <laughs> you were chosen to be the senior bachelorette? I thought this was the price is right. Where's <laughs> Drew? But uh, the bachelorette, oh my God, yeah. you're going to be, you must be excited to be on. I'm that. so excited. I can't wait to say, I've fallen for you and I can't get up. Where's my <laughs> life alert? And what are you going to oh do? Oh, my gonna, God. Does it work the same way as The Bachelor? Do you hand the the guy a rose when you want him? They hand me a rose that's as wilted as my breasts and yeah. some Metamucil. And they started that. I noticed they started advertising for this before COVID. I assume most of the original contestants passed away and then they got you. It's true. I was on a group date with three other women and two of them died of natural causes. It's very <laughs> risky. Are you still able to have sex at your age? Yeah, but I got to slap on some KY. The only good thing is I can take out my teeth and give you a gummer, which gives me a leg up on some of these other saddlebags. <laughs> well, you're the uh, is she going to be lying out by the pool showing off her body? <laughs> yes. I don't have to worry about sitting in the water too long because I'm already wrinkled like a prune. <laughs> All right, honey. Well, my listen, heart I'm, is as full as my depends. Make I, love to me. I, maybe I, uh, maybe I will watch this. Maybe you're, you're making a good point. I hope Can the fantasy sweet. 
Uh, wait, let me open. Can you imagine when the guy gets down on his knee to propose and he can't get back up? I'm sorry, I closed the door on you. Now I opened it. Uh, what did you want? You were, Hi. Yes. It's you okay. Of, what I, were was, you I was going to say, <laughs> I hope, I, uh, I hope the fantasy suite is lube because my snatch is drier than the Sahara Desert. <laughs> okay, honey. I, I knew there was one good line left in you. <laughs> I was uh, the one I will not watch, and I. You know what? This was weird. We had some friends over for dinner, and the conversation turned to Milf Island. Oh! And I said, I couldn't believe I was saying this. I said, I won't watch that. You love like, that in porn. You, you. Well, first of all. Everyone brought up Milf Island, and I said, well, I watched the promo for it, the trailer. Milf uh -huh. Manor, rather. Milf Manor. I, I made a mistake. It's called Milf Manor. And I, I actually had a line, and everyone was shocked. All of my friends were like, wow, we can't believe Howard Stern has a line that he won't. I go, I do. I said, the, the premise is, it's older women. And by the way, in porn, they have young actresses playing milfs who are hot. Right. These milfs on this show, at least in the promo, I've never watched the actual show. Nobody wants to fuck these uh, women that are on there. That's number one. Really? I haven't seen yeah. anything. They didn't get really attractive? No. They're charging, no, they're charging around in bikinis. And the reason that, you know, in, you know, first of all, in porn, the milf is like 31 years old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the milf. She had a kid when she was nine. I, uh, this show, the premise is so bizarre that I actually was turned off. The women, when they open up the show, all the MILFs come out and the hot guys are all their sons. So I the know. sons are dating the MILFs. These, this, and, these women are going to date the other women's sons. Right. Crazy. But I, th I thought my mother would be good on this show. I, if they do another season, I, you know. And what is this? Your friends are here? <laughs> yes, you're going to fuck my friends. Oh, okay, right. You know, my mother's not going to fuck my friends. Maybe she would. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. I grew up with uh, my friend uh, Lou, you know. Oh, look, it's Louie. Your friend. Yeah, Mom, the idea is you'll bang him. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's too bizarre for me. Yeah. Weird. So the sons are all hot, right? Have you seen the sons? Yeah. Yeah, the sons are, well, they show the guys with their uh, six packs, you know, their uh -huh. bathing suits, and the guys are hot guys. Ain't gonna fuck these moms. And these are the kind of moms that, like, believe, you know, like, you see these moms on Long Island. They think they're hot, but they're a mess. And they, they're what you know, we call Long Island hot because among yeah. the, themselves they're hot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, these moms are not hot. They're just not. <laughs> but, and, and also, uh, they got to be kooky. They're in a, on a TV show. As soon as they see their son's friends, they should have left. Yeah, should, they should head for the door. Right. But, um, I can't, I mean, the thought, the repulsive thought of my mother fucking my friends is and just like. And you're seeing her making out with her, with your friends. <laughs> I'm making out with your friends. 
<laughs> Mom, stop, please. It's horrible. You're torturing me. Listen, you can go have sex with my friends, all these lovely ladies, and I'll have sex with your friends. Oh, God. I hope these gentlemen come in me because, uh, you know, I had menopause and uh, I won't have a baby. So they don't need to use a rubber. Your father used a rubber. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You know, your friend Lou is bigger than your father. Oh, my God. I didn't uh, want to know that. And right. dad had a dad had a pretty big cock. I saw it once. Your father had a nice sized penis, but your friends here, my goodness. I mean, I was celibate all these years, but. And I'm happy being celibate, but your best friend Lou has needs. <laughs> yeah, I see She's that. She's got to keep Lou interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know one of my friends that would have fucked my mother. I maybe had a couple of desperate ones, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they had to be real desperate. Oh, my. I'd be to the producer. Where did you find a bunch of guys that want to fuck my mother? She's no party. Oh. Uh, good Lord. So you're not going to watch that one. You not any curiosity at all. Oh, no. No, not with those old broads. Oh, my God. Your friend Louis says I need to trim my bush. What does that mean? It means he wants you to shave your pubic hair. I'm not doing that. I mean, what is that? I'm a woman, and I'm a real woman. And I don't like all that shaving. But the hairs are coming out of your bathing suit. <laughs> That's right, Robin. I didn't know you were so perfect. <laughs> I put on the bathing suit for the opening show. Yes. And they said the hairs cannot stick out of the bottom of the bathing suit. I said, listen, I'm not shaving my thighs. <laughs> and those hairs are very sexy because they trap the smell of the woman. Oh. That's what it is. That's why all the guys are hot for you? That's right. And and when I made love to Howard's friends, I said, boys, pot the hairs <laughs> and enter me and love that I'm a real woman. But mom, you've got so much hair down there, like literally it's almost down to your knees. Yeah, you don't like that, you, you know. But mom, it, it, I mean, it's not, a tr it attracts men and flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see any flies on my area. I'm making a joke, but I could see flies landing on that, that mound of hair. You could see that. You see flies landing on a mound. <laughs> well, listen here. Your friends seem to like it on the oh, milk boy. banner. That's why I'm on Milf Manor. And that's it. Well, Mama, go ahead. Fuck all my friends. Great. You're going to fucking damage my brain. Imagine that. My mother fucking all my friends. Yeah, don't you think that would take a few hours in therapy? If 
If you look over and your mom is making out with another guy. Your father is gone. And I, too, would like to have a friendship. And, uh, and everything about me is real. All of these facelifts and tummy tucks. <laughs> and shaving the arms and the legs and the vagina. With me... You get me as God made me, and that's it. Well, Mom, maybe, uh, maybe look in the mirror. Maybe, maybe the way God made you isn't that much fun. It's not fun. Your friends seem to be having fun when they're taking me to Jamaica and fucking my brains out. <laughs> oh. I like, we went to, uh, on Milf Manor, we went to Jamaica. And the, the women on the beach put beads in my pubic hair. <laughs> beads? Are you guys? That's right. It's on Milf Manor. Look, the boys couldn't have liked that. I hope these guys aren't using all of your holes. Absolutely not. What do you mean by yeah, my mouth? Yes. I don't think the mouth is sex. But the vagina, yes, but not my anus. Oh, that's huh? good. Wow. I Gee, all the guys fucking you on Milf Manor told me uh, you have hair on your nipples. I have hair there, yes. <laughs> I'm all natural. All natural. Wow. wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, okay, have a good time. None of my friends were turned off by your belly hair? <laughs> I don't have belly hair. In fact... I don't even shave my legs because I have very light hair on my legs. So your legs have hair on them, too? Not much, but I never should. They have a mole. One of the moles has hair coming out. <laughs> wow. I can't imagine when my friends are fucking you. I mean, Jesus I can't wait Lord. to see the Jamaica footage. <laughs> oh, my God. We were walking we were walking down the beach and your friends could smell my bush from a mile away because <laughs> of my natural odor. Oh, Mom, I, I can't even handle it. Oh. Are you yeah, still wearing that bathing cap? When you go to of course, <laughs> because you get your hair done and you don't want to get it wet. So I wear a rubber. It's lovely. A rubber white bathing cap it has big flowers on it <laughs> rubber flowers wow that's right <laughs> mom you gotta shave your bush you're gonna get an odor you know you're right a seagull attacked my vagina <laughs> what a seagull that's disgusting yeah logan you're on the air in pennsylvania Hi, good morning, guys. Uh, oh, good Howard morning, uh, Logan. You sound very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's she's uh, hot okay, to so trot now. I'm completely <laughs> unshaven. <laughs> oh, hello. I love yeah. you. I want to touch you where you pee. What can I do for you, uh, Logan? Uh, I have a wonderful little backstory here. Uh, one of the moms, there's an Asian mom on the show, um, and she's like 50, but she looks maybe late 30s, at the worst, low 40s. And uh, they had a contest. They had some sort of contest, and they had to ask the moms to reveal secrets, but they didn't know how the show was going to use the secrets. 
Well, it came out that in one of the competitions, they had to say some things that they wouldn't want their son to know. And the show spilled the beans and actually let the kid know that she had banged one of his friends. Oh, can you imagine? Live. This happened live. And the kid was just standing there. Two episodes later, they're still talking to him. All the guys on the show are like, hey, man, are you okay? The kid was I wouldn't watch. See, that's my my rock bottom. Believe it or not, I have a line. I won't watch that. I I don't want to see moms (laughs) fucking the friends. Absolutely not. It's too much, Logan. (laughs) Listen, Logan. Uh, it's just sex. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, uh, Logan, I'm curious. How big are your testicles? <laughs> those, those are only those are only four inches in diameter. Well, listen. Uh, do yourself a favor. Follow your nose and come on over here. Mom, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Do you shoot a big load? I'm going to be your baby daddy. <laughs> you you want to be Howard's stepfather? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it's, the, it's, it's my only goal. I can't wait. What about you, Logan? Do you like a, a, a nice natural uh, bush on a woman? I like to part the hairs myself. <laughs> That's Please what I part say. them for me. Well, let me tell you my... Uh, my breasts are gone, but I still have a decent figure. So there you go. <laughs> I did hear right. that you had lost a lot of weight. You were like model thin. So yeah, uh, my, my it's amazing. I had bit, a lot of breast tissue my whole life, Robin. Uh-huh. And, uh, now I'm just flat as a board, but uh, <laughs> my belly is uh, down considerably. Wow, well, my mother's so thin, yeah. <laughs> and and here's a bonus i can't get pregnant so you can come inside of me okay logan there you go there's logan logan and i are having phone sex as my mother oh boy. that's pretty dark yeah i don't want to watch milk manor i'm at uh i'm uh, speaking of uh i do let me let me uh do this let me take a little break and then i'm gonna talk Dude. about a bunch of things. I've got two obituaries I have to do here on President's yeah. Day. But Robin, uh, let me take a break. I'm going to pish. I've decided I am no longer going to wait. If I have to pee, I hold it in and it, I shouldn't do that. They say it's not good. It's not good. I woke up. I, it was so weird. I woke up singing a song by the Parliament's. I remembered from, you know, my neighborhood, this was a big hit where I grew up. You know, I didn't grow up in a lily white neighborhood like most uh, kids who look like me. But, um, you know, this song Parliament Funkadelics. No, not Funk. Eventually they became Parliament Funkadelics. But the parliaments, Uh um, I just want to testify. You know that song? You must know. Sure. I just want to testify. No. Testify. No. no, not that one. It goes like this. I, can you stop that for a sec? I just want to testify. Ooh, what you do to me. And then I was telling that song to the guys and they go, well, I never heard that song. I go, well. You're not yeah. talking about the same song I'm talking about? No, I just want to test. It almost sounded like they were saying textify. I just want to textify, ooh, what you do to me. 
And I woke up singing that. It was just stuck in my head. And I go, where'd that come from? Like, like How I do heard I that not know this song? Here, you can play it for it now. Coming at you, WLBC, a little bit of, I just want to testify, Parliament's eventual, I mean, yeah, George Clinton, and then it became, I heard it. Wait till you get to the hug. They, they uh, took a long time to get to the hug. <laughs> but it was a hit. Number three on the, uh, I guess, the urban charts or something. They didn't have urban charts back then. They, they had something like that. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, is doing me. Sexy song. All right. Thank you. Ah, Wait a minute. Let were, me hear the chorus because I'm like, that was it. No, just want to text. Number three on the Billboard R&B chart. There you go. I thought this was the biggest hit song in the world because my neighborhood, it was always, I don't know. I don't even think I've ever heard it. Wow. Well, look, I grew up in a black neighborhood. Uh, I don't know where you grew up. So. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, I got beaten up to that song many times, many times. Enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, number three on the Billboard R&B chart. You were singing I Just Want to Celebrate by Rare Earth. But, uh, yeah. Maybe. I think. Who knows? I but, don't know. uh, it was weird. It was just so random that I woke up, like, I was just, like, I just want to text the fire. I remember one time that song was playing when I got my pants stolen right off me. I was wearing them. <laughs> um,. All right, so let me get to some sad news. But, oh, first a promotional announcement, because this is important, and Robin, it involves you. Uh, everybody loves Robin, and, and, and I guess she she inspired Shart Week. Shart Week. This is the 20th anniversary, I believe, of Robin shitting her pants in... Um, get out Where were of you here. in California? Yeah, 20th anniversary. Wine country. <laughs> what do you mean, get out of here? I don't understand what you're talking about. It, it's the How, 20th anniversary. You know what year that happened? Oh, of course we do. Have you and ever... somebody said, oh, it's the 20th anniversary? Yeah. yeah. This is uh, this is a salute to your asshole. <laughs> uh, have you ever let out a fart or you were going to and you accidentally shit yourself? Well, um, that's a shard. And all week on Sternthology, we'll be celebrating farts that came out with an unwanted bonus, and that'll be Shark Week. You've heard of Shark Week? This is Shark Week. <laughs> and you're going to hear some real horror stories, like the time Richard Christie shit his pants and then crapped in his own hand, or when Ronnie Munn, remember, threw his soiled oh, underpants yeah, into a tree. Yeah. And Robin, you were the inspiration. 20 years ago this week, Robin pooped her pants while jogging. 
and uh, how to borrow a hose to clean herself off. Uh, here's, a, here's a little reminder. I had something happen to me that has never happened before. Diarrhea? Yeah. Where? While I was running. Oh, Where were you? I was out in California staying at a hotel. And while you were running, <laughs> did you just eat something and then go no, running? No, it was early in the morning. I hadn't eaten anything. I was ending my run. All I had How many miles did you do? I did five miles. Wow. I'm like running, and all of a sudden I say, you'd better stop running right now. <laughs> you. Any more landing is going to be bad for you. So I now mean, I stop running, and I start walking really fast, trying not to jar myself at all. Right. And at a certain moment, it didn't matter really? what I was doing. Oh, my God. Was that a lot of diarrhea? an explosion. Ay vey. <laughs> like a nuclear <laughs> Shart. Shart Week. Uh-oh, is right. Uh, anyway, to help us kick off Shart Week, Robin, I know that was a terrible uh, time for you. Yeah, but, I don't um, like remembering this. Here's uh, Just to kick it all off, here's a little montage of people on TV accidentally saying the word shart. That Thank is you. all in for this evening. The Rachel Maddow star shart show starts now. <laughs> all five shards, shots to you by the Jazz. Orchestrating the line and the protections. He's off to a great start. Watching the roadways for you wanted a shart. Shart? Since last week, this shart... This chart shows they're allowing fewer and fewer <laughs> shots. Shots, a little more like. <laughs> yeah, just for a snapshot, a snap, a snapshot of. Uh, uh, what do you think of that new word I just accidentally coined? Chart. Should we go with that for a shot chart? It's a chart been used. Chart's been used. <laughs> there you go, big old chart. We we'll just we'll just leave it at that, Vince. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm in the dark on that one. Shard fever is sweeping the name. Shard week. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Shard week. Shard week. Shard week. No! Tune in to Shard week all this week on Howard 101 and help Robin celebrate her 20th. Good for you. Please. Proud of you. So proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I know, it was very. I was uh, brave enough to tell you that. That's what I was going to say. You were very brave to kind of own up to that. A lot of women want to appear demure, like they never have anything bad happen to them in that area. But uh, I you are such taken a that route. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a pioneer, and the uh, way you'd come clean on the air was great. And uh, listen, why not? <laughs> I believe it was also uh, preventative from, like, someone calling in and saying, hey, I saw Robin and she shit her pants. You know what I mean? It was smart. You just came clean and you admitted it yourself. And that's the way There's to do it. There's nobody on the street who, who knows what's going on. Well, what about that Mexican guy who hosed you? Who took a hose and had to hose you down with it? He didn't I mean. hose me down. He gave me his hose. Panties. <laughs> didn't ask anybody to do that. Oh, my God. It's so much funnier, the idea of him. <laughs> Come over here and wash me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. Uh, first of all, let me say uh, there's some sad news. There's a couple of uh, people who uh, died. I need. I first. I'll start with Raquel Welch, one of the greatest beauties that ever graced this planet. Oh my God, what a good-looking woman that was. Raquel Welch died, and she was 82 years old. 
But damn, I mean, the the one image that's always ingrained in my head when it comes to hot chicks was her in that movie, um, uh, One Million Years B.C. She was posing in like a... Yeah, all animal... you needed was the poster. <laughs> well, yeah, I never saw the movie. It was just the <laughs> animal skin bikini. Uh, she, along with uh, Jane Fonda, the two greatest sexy... You know, there was a lot of great beauties, but very few really super sexy like superstar icons like the way Pamela Anderson was or Marilyn Monroe but Raquel Welch in my book beat them all beat I'll them all. never forget she did you know how they they did the Sonny and Cher show and I don't remember whether this was after Sonny left and it was just the Cher show <laughs> but she had on Raquel Welch and you know you think Cher's a good-looking woman oh yeah a great body when Raquel Welch stood on stage with her and they were wearing the same outfit. Right. It was like Cher was a boy. Yeah. Cher, <laughs> Cher was an incredibly sexy woman. Like, I remember, you, you talk about, you know, it's not like Cher was like a classic beauty, but her body and with the hair, I mean, Cher was just a, you know, she launched a tr she launched a trillion boners that woman because she'd come on every week, and I remember watching the Sunny and Cher thing on TV, and there was like no porn you could get your hands on. I don't know how old I was, but I remember like my dad being in the room with my mom, and it was like I, was, I, I just I just remember going, I just wish those two would leave so I could just look at Cher in a <laughs> in a way that they, a man looked at a woman. They insisted on staying and looking at Cher with you. And I was always creeped out by my dad being in a room when there were either like pictures of you know I hated the way my dad looked at sexy women. I I have this real th I don't know if other guys have this. But I had this horrible, horrible feeling when there was like an attractive woman on TV. I didn't want to think my dad was having sexual thoughts and uh -huh. I don't know what the fuck it was. But like, I remember when I went to see Barbarella with my dad, which was incredibly sexual. He took me to the movies. It was so inappropriate. I was so young and Jane Fonda's naked in it, naked, titties, everything. And um, it was an adult film. I don't know what he was thinking. My mom forced us to go to a movie together, and he chose that. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I mean, you just don't take your little son to Barbarella, which well, was the you know most... he wasn't going to go with Ray. And he just sat there, and he didn't even say anything to me afterwards. Yeah, no, my mother would never go see that. And she would be, what? like the whole time she just ruined it. What is this? the nudity and everyone carrying on with the sex? I mean, the woman could deflate a boner within three seconds, you know. So my mother, for, my dad never took me to a movie. It was the one time he didn't even want to be around me. They like shoved him in the car with me and we go to see Barbarella. I had no idea what I was going to see. And he sits there like it's nothing. Like I was sitting there the whole time miserable. Like I go, he's looking at naked Jane Fonda. I couldn't even enjoy naked Jane Fonda. <laughs> I remember I went to see the Broadway show Hair. We sat third row center. My dad would wait for, for good seats. And there were naked people on the stage. And I would just remember feeling so, I just don't want to see my dad looking at naked people. I don't know what it is, but Barbarella was outrageous. The major plot point of the film revolved around an orgasm machine that they stuck Jane Fonda in. She's like, oh, oh, oh. It's crazy.
Is this the scene? It sounds yeah. During this music, yeah. Uh, Turn that off, man. Brings me brings me nightmares. It was traumatic. Yeah, it really was. I've never forgotten that feeling. And I'm like, does my dad have a boner right now? And then because my father never talked to me about anything, there was no discussion. Like you'd think, you know, you know, parents today would be like. Uh, you know, we just saw a film. There were a lot of, like, a lot of sexual, you know, things. And how are you feeling? You know, all that. Sh- but we're going never. to a family counselor. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, I came home. What movie did you see? She wouldn't ask my father. <laughs> I go, I don't know, Barbarella. Okay. You know, and she went in hiding. She didn't, she didn't say, she no. She didn't know anything about Barbarella. She, she probably did, but she doesn't say anything like Barrel, it's inappropriate to say Howard. I thought you'd take him to a family movie. <laughs> Why did you tell your mother we went to see Jane Fonda? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh. I just buried all the feelings, which is what I'm good at to this day. If I feel anything, it gets buried immediately. I imagine when you die, like this big release of all those feelings just comes out and you find like it's like a big orgasm. But uh, I mean, the first five minutes of Barbarella, she takes her tits out and starts touching herself. Now, you talk about Jane Fonda. To me, one of the top five beauties of all time. And she's playing with her tits. I had never seen anything. I was a child. What year did Barbarella come out? Anybody know? Because I could tell you how old I was. I'll do some quick math. When I say quick, 15, <laughs> 20 minutes, I'll have the answer for you. 1968. Uh-oh. 54, I was 14 sitting there with my dad. And it wasn't like, you know, 14. Oh, you know, like you just kind of into that, you know, puberty and, oh, my God. Oh, oh. Horrible. You don't take a 14-year-old to basically porn. Well, you're so uncomfortable. That's one thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. We all agree. No, I went with my friends to like a porno theater. We had fake uh, ID. But that's different. But uh, this, this, this was an outrage. Nothing. Yeah, no at least with your friends, you had a discussion afterwards. Yeah. And I know my dad probably wanted to see Barbarella because it was all the talk, you know, the yeah. Jane Fonda's nude, and she was so sexy in it. It was insane. She oozed sexuality. She's playing with her tits, and my dad's sitting there staring at the screen, and I'm like, fuck this. You know? Just was creepy to me. I don't know why. I'm not a psychiatrist, but... Well, you just, as you said, even sitting there watching Cher, you didn't want to think about your dad having sexual thoughts about the same woman you were having sexual thoughts Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I just wanted to be alone with Cher. (laughs) She was so fucking hot. Like, she was really thin. Like, she was my real fantasy because, like, she had that flat stomach and she showed, like, she'd come out every week showing off her stomach and those long legs and. And then she had like nice titties. But you, when you saw her standing next to. Yep. I remember Raquel that. Raquel Welch. Welch. It was a whole day. No, all of a sudden you're like, fuck, share. First of all, she should not have worn the same outfit. 
Right. You, you know, it was all yeah. wrong. It was weird. It was weird. There were curves on Raquel yep. Welch that yeah. weren't on Cher. All of a sudden, I was like, yeah, I'm going to dump Cher. I'm going to Raquel Welch. <laughs> anyway, Raquel Welch was 82 years old. She was yeah, the biggest sex symbol. surprised me, too. I was like, oh, I thought she'd be older. And like, you know, her big thing was she won a Golden Globe Award. Like, now we know the Golden Globes is a bullshit award. Yeah. But at the time, I guess it was a big deal. You know, the foreign press gave her a, a Golden Globe for her roll in three musketeers so like it made her feel good because let's face it she basically got in the movies because of her big tits and her exceptional looks but well, i you know, was reading uh even during the one million years bc mm-hmm. she walked up to the director and she tried to have a conversation with him and she said you know i was looking at the script and i was thinking and he said what wait a minute you were thinking Mm. And she was like, yeah. And he said, don't do that. Yeah. That, she you said know. he was uh, one of many directors who never wanted to hear from her. Just, you know, let her stand there and look beautiful. That's old school shit. That's like, you know, yeah, honey, <laughs> you know, just just show your tits. I'll do the thinking <laughs> here on Satsang. All right. Listen, Raquel. A real name was Joe Raquel Tejada. Uh, Bolivian roots, but she was afraid she'd be typecast, so she changed her name Raquel Welch. Didn't shit, you know, didn't talk about being from Bolivia. And then a shocking thing in the woman's career, like, you know, whenever she did anything with, she had a, um, a nightclub, Vegas nightclub act. I don't know what that was, but I guess she sang. Who the fuck knows, but. Well, you know, she eventually went on Broadway and had a, a good stretch as a Broadway actress. Didn't remember that, but, uh, Playboy named her number three on their 100 sexiest female stars of the 20th Who century. Who were two and one? <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was number one, and Jane Mansfield was number two. Oh. Yeah, I was always freaked out by the way Jane Mansfield died. She was hot. She was a sex symbol, beautiful woman. And I think she was in a car accident and got beheaded yes. or something, you know? Yeah, like, they, oh they my sort God. of ran under a truck or something. Raquel Welch refused to get naked on film, even though she was a big sex symbol. And you know what? I remember this. Mr. Skin was on our show, and he told me it was the biggest disappointment of his life that he doesn't have any video of uh, Raquel Welch naked. That's the biggest disappointment of his life, which is a pretty good disappointment, you know, if you're Mr. Skin. (laughs) And you know what? He's lived a good life if that's the biggest disappointment he's had in life. Um, I don't know. I think keeping her clothes on made her sexier in a way. I now, think that extended her career, yes. Here's something I didn't remember at all. Maybe, you know, Robin, you got a better memory than me, but Raquel Welch was a mystery guest on our show in 1987. Do you have any I recollection? I remember a story Gary told me about being in the office with her. I don't know if mm. he remembers this, but apparently, uh, yeah, he was in the green room with Raquel waiting to to usher yeah. her in as the mystery guest and she did something very sexy well it was weirder than that from what i remember gary can tell the story better but the the basic story was i guess somehow we booked um uh, raquel welsh i don't even know how back in those days no one would back in those days studio. yeah it was hard to book anybody right but raquel welsh agreed to come on the show and um 
but you know, because she was a big star, she had like um, a rider for her green room. She wanted certain items in the green room, and you know, again, I I think all of the items would, would add up to about a hundred bucks. But our general manager Tom would never like like he was real tight with the budget. And, and Gary, no matter first of who all, it was, he wasn't springing for anything. No, Gary was like, because <laughs> Tom would always be like, you know, we don't pay for guests. And Gary went, well, she's a big star and the publicist is insisting that we stock the green room with certain items. Oh, how much is it going to cost? And it was like a hundred dollars. And it was a big debate whether or not we should just cancel Raquel Welch <laughs> because we didn't want to spend a hundred. I mean, this is what we were dealing with back then. But Gary, then, what were the items? Yeah, go ahead. You tell the story. And then, it, you know, we had no staff, so it, I just went shopping for three hours. It was like organic bananas, a specific kind of apple juice, and a, spe- a specific kind of water at room temperature, uh, straws that bent. You know, it was, a, it was just a ton of stuff. And I was like, well, Very Van Halen. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I lay the whole thing out. I'm so proud. I shopped all afternoon. I lay the whole thing out. She walks in. And she just looks at the whole table, and she just picks up the straw and goes to the bathroom, and that was it. She never touched anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, that's wow. you know that's typical. What what um what she wear? Do you remember what did she look like? I do. Was she hot? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so she was wearing a very tight fitting black mini dress. You know what I mean? Mm. Like very form fitting black mini dress. And she the reason she was on our show was believe it or not, she had a record out. She had like a, wow. a, a di- some sort of dance record out. So the guy from the record company and I were there and Raquel she must have been desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she walked in and I remember she just she grabbed her boobs and she started adjusting her bra. She goes, oh, I can never get this thing right in the morning. And she was moving it around and it was very sexual. And then she walked out of the room and the guy looked at, it, at me and he's like, was that for us or for her? Because it looked like she definitely <laughs> was into the fact that, you know, we were young guys and our eyes popped out of our heads. Maybe she wanted to blow you, Gary. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's clear that she was adjusting a breast for you. <laughs> Who knows? You know the effect you have on women. So uh, there you go. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the weird thing, too, was, Robin, you kind of uh, ruined the bit because you got it right away. You recognized oh. her voice. I, I mean, we were blindfolded and Raquel Welsh walked in and was a fun bit to do. Mystery guest. And then... Uh, yeah, I got it. You know how I like to win, Howard. <laughs> oh my God. You are so competitive. I was telling <laughs> some, I was talking about you over the weekend. I said, Robin is the most competitive. She wants to win at all costs. I mean, you were so <laughs> upset when you lost that Jeopardy one time. Oh. I thought you were going to uh, kill yourself. I mean, she's very, very, very competitive. And she couldn't even contain herself for the sake. Listen to her. Yeah, it's rather early, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. That is a yes answer. Gee, I reckon. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, oh no. Well, wait till your turn. No, come on, hurry, No, wait Howard. till your turn. Wait till your turn. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. Stop. Oh, man. <laughs> you know who it is already? Yes. I know that voice. Are you disguising your voice, Mr. Guest? No, I'm right, not. Okay. All right. It's Raquel Welch. I can't wait. Is it? Oh, is it really? No. Is it? Yes. Ah! What the hell is oh, this? Listen to the excitement in Robin. <laughs> you would think she invented a cure for some disease. But uh, you you are a character because, I mean, yeah, let it play out a little bit. Out a little yeah, while, a little. But I, oh, I, I no. couldn't help myself. I, I just she had to say to I knew. 
You do. What is that with you that you love I women so know. much? Would you have you I ever analyzed know. it or no? I analyze it. It's just fun. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I always know to let you win. I actually knew who that was. <laughs> you liar! How dare you? Don't you yeah. ever let me win? <laughs> no. Oh, I have. I have let you win sometimes. Oh, I'm so you're, worried you're about killing you. me. You're I know. Killing me. There are times I go, listen, make Robin the winner, please. My life is <laughs> much easier you. when she wins. <laughs> it's just pleasant. Oh my God, you get so upset. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so getting back to the obits, uh, yeah, Raquel Welsh died, and she was something, man. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh, my God. Was she? I know she was married to that record guy. Wasn't she? Wasn't there some what guy, record like a, guy? Like a French guy, or who is her husband? Gary, you might know. She had a few. Yeah. I don't. Jeez, I... It was a guy, I'm probably confusing her, but like, uh, like, uh, he wasn't, he, what, what it was is he kind of, the, her husband, from what I remember, I remember seeing pictures of him. He kind of, in a weird way, looked a little like me, like that ugly. Oh, and, um, and I was like, wow, he got Raquel Welch, but I think he was wealthy. You know, he had a real good job. But I was kind of encouraged. I was like, wow, if a guy who looks like that can get Raquel Welch, maybe there's hope for me. If I can make you talk about you talk about Andre Weinfeld Howard, yeah, that guy, French what director, he do? French yeah. director and producer. Show huh. can you show? I I don't know. I know our Zoom is all fucked up, but um, can you show Robin a picture of him? I know you can't show me, but yeah, give me one second. Okay, because that guy he kind of looked like me in a weird way, and I was like, hmm, I guess dudes who look like me. Or eventually win. Let's see. Her <laughs> husbands were James Welch, therefore Raquel Welch. Right. The, I remember the Welch came from her first husband. Oh. Doesn't he sort of like in a weird way? I, I, I mean, you could say, yeah, he sort of looks like you. Yeah. You know what His I mean. His face is a little long, but yeah. Yeah, mine too. I'm long in the face. <laughs> remember you, you said you first met me and you said, why the long face? <laughs> Stop James it. James Welch, he yeah, I have a long face, Robin. <laughs> Look at my face; it's so weird. It's like it's horrible. James Welch, Patrick Curtis, then Andre Weinfeld, she married, and then Richard Palmer. So right, and that's the other thing. You know how I meet a lot of women who go, you know, good-looking girls have it so easy. They get guys, and they, but they make a lot of good-looking women make the worst decisions. Four husbands, she went one, two. Three, four guys she married. And at the end, I'm sure there was no husband. Right. And they fuck up their lives and they, you know, she probably had to pay out alimony. I don't know what it is. Or maybe she got alimony from them. I don't know how it works. But at the end of the day, like everyone thinks like the good looking woman is going to like, look at Pam Anderson. You know, like, like crazy decisions when she got married, even like marrying Tommy after four days. Like be with Tommy for a, a year or two, like like normal people. What do you well, have to rush to get married? That would have been the whole marriage, wouldn't it? That's what I mean. She would have saved herself a lot <laughs> she of aggravation. Would have never been married, and he would have saved himself aggravation. <laughs> 
The other, uh, oh, so that's Raquel Welch. The other thing yeah. is, so I'm watching uh, my advanced copy of The Bachelor yesterday with my wife. Is we this sit- the first episode or are we no, into no. a few episodes now? We're, we're in the uh, fourth or fifth week. Oh. Yeah, I won't ruin it, but uh, it, it was a strange episode. Let me just put it that way. But in any case, we're sitting there watching it and I get a text from, and this was weird. I got a text from Meg Griffin, who, of course, was a DJ I worked with a hundred years ago. My first radio job, WRNW. I've talked about Meg, Meg ad nauseum, but she was like one of my inspirations for, you know, actually, she almost got me out of radio because she was so good on the radio. I went, how like, I suck so bad. And she's so good. She was so good, like she was working at this dump of a radio station where we made $4 an hour or something like that. And then she got hired right into Manhattan at WNEWFM, the biggest rock station in the, in the world. Like, like from our shit station, she got a full time job there. She went all the way to the number one market. Yeah. Boom. And me, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, I'm, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to get out of Briarcliff Manor. At this shitty radio station because I suck so bad. And then, like, I had to beg for a job in Hartford. I became the morning man there. I auditioned. I flunked the audition. You know, I had these trials and tribulations. Go to Detroit. The station fails. Then I got to go to what? And I'm like. All that time, Meg is sitting in Manhattan. Making big money. They hire her to be a a DJ on VH1. And she's so, like, talented and stuff. That she goes, you know, VH1, man, I'm not going to sell out for them. And like, she like quits their, you know, their channel, which was like the biggest thing. And like, she turned down more jobs than, than I could get. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was crazy. And she's really the best DJ I think I've ever heard because she didn't put on any jive voice. She was very natural. Just natural delivery. Like, yeah, she, very like conversational. She, was, she just looked yeah. like she was hanging out with you. And she also was very good looking, so she would get TV offers, and she didn't give two fucks about any of it. And and she had all this integrity, like, I love Patti Smith music, and if you don't play Patti Smith, I'm quitting this radio station. If you don't let me play what I want, if you don't let me... And I'm like, And she really was always at the clubs, listening to new music. Yeah. It was her life. I was the complete opposite. Hire me, I'll be your whore. Anything you want me to play, I'll play. I don't give two fucks. Just let me be on the radio. I know I'm bad, but at least I'm pliable. You know, but she was really, really good. But anyway, uh, and I've said this many times to you, Robin. I am sure if you interviewed Meg Griffin, the one person she would have put all of her money on betting that he would never get another radio job would be me. Because I was so bad. <laughs> she thought you, she could go back to Briarcliff Manor in 20 years and you'd still be there. I have this crazy fantasy that somehow some weird time machine happens. Like the flash spins around the earth so many times that we go back in time. And now I'm at WRNW making $4 an hour and Meg is there. And she's in love with the afternoon guy who is really good on the radio too. This guy, Joe from Chicago. But I walk in, get the job, but I have all my skills I have now. And then Meg falls in love with me and has sex with me. (laughs) That's my fantasy. Like, that would have been mind-blowing. 
But there's no way back then Meg would be attracted to me. Number one, I'm a Mishkaite, you know, capiche? I'm so fucking, you know, I wasn't attractive. I had the, you know, I was quiet, withdrawn. And when I opened up the microphone and got on the microphone, I was worse than what I was in real life. <laughs> there was no fantasy guy. I was as bad as they come. Boy, you well, paint this, a picture. Oh, my God. And, and I don't even paint a good enough picture because my memory's <laughs> shot. But I'm telling you, man. But I have this fantasy. I go back in time to young Meg. And all of a sudden, she's, you know, with the afternoon guy. And then I come in and I rip up the morning airwaves. And she goes, oh, my God. And then she comes in the studio nude and she blows me in the middle of a meatloaf song. <laughs> <laughs> Bat out of hell. Or something like that, you know. But, of course, my life being what it is. Nothing like that. You know, you know, you hear these stories, of DJ uh, having sex with the listeners. Yeah, all, none the, of that, none. all the shenanigans that go on no, in the no. radio people, station. People heard me on the radio go, why would I have sex with that loser? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd rather blow the mailman. <laughs> so, uh, you know, never happened for me. But anyway, I'm sitting and watching The Bachelor with my wonderful wife. And uh, we're surrounded by our cats. We were spending cat time. You know, we... I, I've got like a big screen TV and Beth says to me, let's watch the bachelor, but let's watch it in your office on my little shitty TV. And I go, well, why don't we go down to the big TV? We should spend time with the cats. Pebble and, um, Helen haven't been spending time with you. And uh, I go, okay. Meanwhile, we sit down. The cats, two seconds they look at us. They didn't spend two <laughs> seconds on my lap. Nothing. <laughs> Helen went back to her area. She couldn't care. Doesn't want to be with us. A pebble that yelled at me the whole time. She's like, <laughs> and And there you are watching The Bachelor on the little TV. But yeah, I'm watching it on my little TV. <laughs> and Beth fell asleep. Because oh. it's a weird, it's a weird episode. You'll see what I mean if you do. Why, if anybody watches that? But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, and I've been thinking about Meg a lot, and I and I've been saying, geez, you know, Meg's around my age now, and I was like, you know, we worked with Meg at various radio stations throughout the years. And I, and I went, gee, I, I should write her a note and say hello. I've been feeling that way a lot lately that everyone's dropping like flies. People yeah. we work with, some lovely people. And, and like even, you know, I, I, when I hear they die, like I'm so grateful that I got in touch with, uh, Ivan Reitman before he died. It was just a stroke of luck that, you know, there are people you should be in touch with. And I went, I should call Meg and tell her how how much I appreciate her talent and everything. And I never do it, of course, because I have a horrible self-image and I think that people wouldn't want to hear from me. Um, the only one I call is Robin, really, because she... Uh, and I just, always seem to like to hear from you. I mean, you know, you should start with me and maybe, you know... Yeah, well, you're, you're unusual. You're an unusual person <laughs> in my life. You seem to enjoy me, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I haven't figured that out yet. Something wrong with you. But I... Uh, <laughs> I do, you know, so I don't pick up the phone. But anyway, there I'm sitting watching The Bachelor. I get an email from Meg Griffin. 
And uh, she says uh, she was the first one to tell me this news. She offered her condolences on the death of Richard Belzer, the comedian. Yeah, I actually um, had it pop up on my phone and I was looking at the phone. I was reading something and it just popped up that this is breaking news and his death had just been announced and was first announced by Lorraine Newman of all people. What a weird thing. Like part of the obituary, you know, the, the, the first thing was like Richard Belzer's uh, death was announced by Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live. And his cousin, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler was his yeah, cousin. I, I, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, like, why didn't the Bells ever tell us any of these uh, things? Yeah. You know, Bells was a quiet man in some ways. But uh, anyway, I was, you know, I, I was like, oh, wow, that's so weird. The Bells and like the Bells is another guy I've lost touch with for a lot of years. And every couple of weeks, I'd say to myself, I should call the Bells. You know, I haven't seen him in so long. And uh, he was on our show probably 50 fucking times at least. He did a lot of appearances, yes. Yeah, he was great. He'd come on. He was a very well-read guy, and he was a comedian. So he would just rip on the news and offer conspiracy theories. And the thing about the Bells is I was most proud of the fact the Bells would come on and riff. And by riff, I mean we talk about different subjects, or Robin would read the news, and the, and the bells would comment. Yeah, on the I loved news. when he sat in on the news because he was right. so well read. He was so well read, and he had definite opinions, and that's good radio. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, the bells had made so many appearances, and I was always, you know, I always loved it. But one time he was on the show, or a couple of times, and the famous uh, TV movie guy. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson was listening to our show. He heard the bells. He says, that's the guy who should play Detective Munch on TV. He had a new, you know, he had a show. CSI Homicide. Or something. Homicide. Needed a guy to play a wisecracking detective. They were, they were looking at all the, you know, the studios all thought they should get like this handsome pretty boy to play Detective Munch. But Barry Levinson's driving around in his car, listening to the bells on our show. And sure enough, uh, Jesus, he, he, he got the job. No audition, nothing. Barry Levinson said, you're my guy. You're the wisecracking detective munch. And, well, uh, you know, detective- I was listening to a, a little clip of bells somewhere. And he yeah. said when he went, to, he did read for that part. He said, but every guy who was reading for it was doing the serious cop thing. And nobody saw the humor in the script that he did. And he went in with his take on it. And that is exactly what Barry wanted. See, that's not the story I have. The story well, I, I have the is... Bells was saying it. We read in the uh, People magazine article about okay, Bells. I am Jewish. Uh, what no, I read, I read that uh, according to the executive producer of that show. Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson. The reason he hired Belzer was I not because of Belzer's stand-up comedy. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you liar, liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I told you that he heard me on your show the first time I was here. Don't do this. Don't gang up on me, you we two. I brought tape here last time from the Charlie Rose show when you two tried to bust me and I was right. <laughs> anyway, he... <laughs> I was actually watching many obituaries of uh, Bell's, and they were saying how he got the job from being on the Howard Stern show. But, but, but yeah, no, it's not that if Barry uh, Levinson didn't hear him here. It's just that he read the part in a different way. Oh, 
Well, anyway, uh, the Bells did our show. I don't have a count, but he he was a pretty amazing guy. We count. We've counted at least, listen to this, Robin, 57 Belzer appearances so far, and we're not done yet. So he was Wow, really, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt yeah, it. Big part of our show, and lovely guy. He really was. He, he was a stand-up comic. He, in fact, I'll tell you his resume, because you forget this stuff as time goes on. But he, um, first of all, he was 78, and this is weird. I was talking to Gary about this. You get to a certain age in life, you're debating whether 78 is old or young. Because, we, you know, the other day I was talking to my wife. I go, oh, this guy's 81. She goes, well, he's still he's still young. And I go, 81 ain't young, what? honey. <laughs> well, I'm getting old enough now where we're trying to extend, like, you know, what's old and what's... <laughs> Bell's died at 78. I part thought of it, he would be older than that. I thought he was a little older than us. I thought so, too, but uh, it turns out he was 78, and I'm sitting there going, well, gee, people die in their 70s. That's when they start going and stuff, but seems like he was too young to die. And then I go, yeah, but he is old. And you're sitting there debating, and you're like, what the fuck? But that's it. Party over. I, I did have a little bit of, was that old enough for Bells? Right. Should he have had more years? But uh, here you go. The Bells was best known for playing Detective John Munch for 22 consecutive seasons. Oh, my God. That job just kept on going. He wound up, according to what I read, being uh, the same character for longer than James Arness on Gunsmoke. It was a record at the time. The character started on Homicide, Life on the Street in 1993, then moved over to Law and Order on SV, uh, Law and Order SVU in 1999. Um. And a couple of other shows. There were there were a series of shows in between that where he was still playing the same character. Lorraine Newman tweeted, I'm so sad to hear of Richard Belzer's passing. I love this guy so much. He was one of my first friends when I got to New York to do Saturday Night Live. We used to go out to dinner every week at Sheepshead Bay for lobster. One of the funniest people ever. A master of crowd work. Rest in peace, dearest. Um... In addition to the two main shows he played, Munch on the X Files, Arrested Development, The Wire, Thirty Rock, The Beat, Law and Order, Law and Order by Trial, and Jimmy Kimmel Live, he even did an appearance as the Munch. The role defined his career as an actor, which was great. Told you Barry Levinson heard him on our show. Started as a stand-up comedian. He joked that his comedy career started as a child. He would try to make his abusive mother laugh to distract her from hitting him and his brother. Yeah, he didn't have an easy uh, upbringing. He moved to New York after being expelled from college for leading a protest. He quickly became a regular at the Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club. His first film role was 1974's The Groove Tube. Yes. It uh, starred also Chevy Chase. It was a satire of television. It was very uh, revolutionary at the time. Belzer was also a very big uh, Friars Club member. He, here he is uh, roasting Chevy Chase at the Friars Club. Chevy, let's put it this way, Chevy is to comedy what Anne Frank is to yodeling. The only difference is Anne Frank wasn't allowed to yodel. That's the only difference. But today, the only time Chevy Chase has a funny bone in his body is when I f*** him in the ass. Thank you and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Early 
earlier in his career. Richard Belzer performed with John Belushi, Bill Murray, and Gilda Radner on the National Lampoon Radio Hour. And that's why I thought Bells would have ended up on Saturday Night Live, because everybody who did the National Lampoon Radio Hour pretty much ended up on Saturday Night Live. But he ended up becoming the warm-up comedian for yeah. Saturday Night Live's first season in 1975. And the Bells always told me that Lorne Michaels had promised him a role on Saturday Night Live. But he, he claimed Lorne backed out of the promise. I don't know what Lorne's version of the story is. In the 70s, he also did some radio. Remember the radio show Brink and Belzer on yes. WNBC? He, he was right. with a guy named Scotty Brink. Uh, and Bells, because he was a comedian, refused to do the first hour of the show at 6 a.m. He's like, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't get up that time. <laughs> My favorite memory of the Bells, and it's such a stupid memory, and I don't know why I love this so much, but it happened off the air. I, um, Gilbert was ill. I've told that story a million times. I had to go see Gilbert in the hospital. Gilbert had me buying him all kinds of shows. Gilbert Gottfried was ill. So, uh, he, he almost died. From a appendicitis that burst, and Gilbert wouldn't go. He wouldn't go to the hospital. He was putting it he off. He almost died long. in his apartment because he yeah. was. He didn't want to be seen taken out of his apartment by an ambulance. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was seen, and nobody cared. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, I went to visit Gilbert a bunch of times in the hospital, which is a funny story in itself. But a bunch of people I know. It was, uh, I forget, I think Dice Clay was worried about Gilbert, and he called a bunch of people and said, hey, go over and see Gilbert, one of them being Richard Belzer. So on the same one of the days I'm there at Gilbert's hospital bedside, Bells comes walking in. And, you know, Bells was kind of like this, um, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Like that was his personality, (laughs) you know, it's the best way to put it. Bells walks in, looks at Gilbert, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is weird. Bells is about to be emotional. Gilbert, he goes, how you feeling? Gilbert's like, oh, you know, and he goes, okay, okay. Bells sits down in a chair next to Gilbert, like one of those plastic hospital chairs. Right. And opens up the newspaper. I think it was the Washington Post. And he buries himself in the paper, and he starts reading the paper. I was like, "What the fuck he is going on?" He didn't read so, it too, but he no, just no, read no. It. He, he just read the paper. He was just he was just sitting there with Gilbert to just be there with him, but he didn't bother talking to him. And I was sitting there, and I went, "You know what? I'm not going to bother talking either." So we all just sat there. <laughs> Maybe I had some conversation with Gilbert, but it was the funniest thing. And when the bells was done reading the paper, he got up and laughed. He basically, you know, wished Gilbert well and said he'd be wow. back. Yeah, it was the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> It was so great. I said, you know, comedians are so dysfunctional. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and Bells lived on the upper side, upper west side of Manhattan where I lived. And uh, yeah, he would always say to me, come on, let's get together for some dinner. Let's have dinner. Let's have dinner. And, and you know me. I'm so fucking antisocial. I wish I had. No, never did. I was like, hey, he doesn't want to have dinner with me. You know, but uh, I should have gone. And the other big story I remember with the Bells, Bells. Bells at least put, you know how many celebrities go, things in America suck. I'm going to leave the country. I don't like who's president. Bells was like that. And you know what? He did leave the country. He loved France. He, he, he bought a house in France. And how did he get the house in France? For those, most of you, I'm sure, remember who remember those days. But the Bells had a TV show on cable where he uh, interviewed people. He had on Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. 
And the Bells goes to those guys. He goes to Hulk Hogan. I'm Mr. T. He says, hey, can you show me a wrestling move? But but Hulk Hogan, for some reason, put him in a sleeper hold, which actually yeah. kind of knocks you out and then dropped him on his head. And the Bells was in bad fucking shape. And uh, he actually ended up suing Hulk Hogan and got about, I think he sued him for $5 million, ended up getting something like $400,000. He took the, Belzer took the $400,000, bought himself a place in France. That was the story he told. Now, I mean, you know, you never know, but uh, here it is. I just performed at uh, the Green Room Theater on Bleecker Street a few weeks ago. My favorite material is when you talk about Hulk Hogan dropping you on your head. Well, actually, I still you know say that I, was the greatest stand-up show ever. And you know what I do now? Yes. I dusted that off. Yes. Because I know you like it. Yes. And now I show the footage oh, yeah? of him <laughs> almost <laughs> killing me on stage. And the audience can't fucking believe it. It's wild. That was 25 years ago. 25 years 24 ago. 24 years ago. Richard Bells. Do you know this, George? Bells had his own talk show. And they had on Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. And the Bells... I don't know, asked him about a chokehold or something? No, I didn't ask. I said, let's do a demonstration. And he put me in a, what they call a chokehold, a, a chin hold. lock, yeah. sleeper hold, which if you look up in the dictionary, it says, kill the Jew hold. <laughs> See also? Specifically designed for Jews? Yeah. And so what it does is they cut off your carotid artery and your brain... You become unconscious, and then he let me fall to the ground. Ooh, I right fell on to the head. ground. God. Nine stitches split my head open, blood gushing out. Oh, he was unconscious on TV. Good. Although you know, he managed to get up and say, "We'll be right back." Show. I know. Which my doctor said you were in shock. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, crazy story, but it ended up uh... financing the house mm. in France. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about it, and he was actually at that show. And he said, we, we, the audience was sitting there in disbelief as, as blood pumped out of Belzer's head. You know, at first and, they and thought the, it was a bit. And it was crazy because Bells like got up and went, we'll be right back and then passed back out again. Like something yeah. in him uh, enabled him. The footage is crazy. You can see he's bleeding. It was terrible. It was, it was just ridiculous. I'd forgotten about that, but, uh, you know, the Bells had a long career with with the Munch, and he was also, believe it or not, he had a, a part in Scarface and Fame. And and uh, 2016, the Bells retired from uh, acting and lived with his uh, gorgeous wife Harley in France. Yeah, beautiful wife who I had beaten off to a few times. He didn't what? like me to say that, but uh, she was in. Um, when did that happen? Yeah, I said, "Boy, Bells, your wife." I remember because she was in a movie. Oh, like that's Lady right. Chatterley's Love or something where you saw her boobs. You know, back then there was nothing to watch, but uh, she was gorgeous. I don't know. I, I assume they were still married. I didn't read it. I didn't divorced. read anything about who was with Belzer uh, when he died. I guess Harley so, and the Bells know. had a good marriage and they stayed together. I, I and, hope so. Yeah. And here's a crazy thing. Be Bell's friend Bill Sheft, a former Late Show with David Letterman writer, told The Hollywood Reporter that before his death, Bell's had lots of health issues. I didn't know that. Yeah. And his last words were, fuck you, motherfucker. And then he died. To who? I, did, I was like, is he saying that to Bill? <laughs> Who's he saying that to? But Bill, man, I mean, I don't know. That's that's. I think, you know, I think he was trying to be funny right up until the end. I hope you know what I mean? so. Because I was like, I, yeah. I don't get that as Bell's last words, but. Right. That's what he uh, said. Andy, you're on the air in New York. What's up, Hollywood Howie? How you doing today? Hollywood right. Howie? Yeah, of course. Come on. Is that Come my on. name? I miss Bells. 
Uh, it's your new name that goes around the internet. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, I love okay. you to death, but you're going too far. But uh, I, I, I've been I'm going too so far with what? Then don't listen, asswipe. Sorry. Cunt. And, uh, I'm cunt. So right. Fuck you're you, going motherfucker. Too far. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I guess you're, uh, you never stop having critics. My whole career, I get guys like that. Always telling me I'm, I suck. Why, why do people do that? I mean, it's crazy. Seems I get that a lot lately, you know? Maybe I do suck. Maybe it's time to go. I don't know. I'll quit. Believe me. Stop listening. Every one of you. I'll fucking quit. I don't give a shit. Right, Robin? What do I care? That's right. You don't get to kick him. My whole career, I get that. You know? I remember when uh, Jackie left the show. Say what you want to say. Your opinion means nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, you're on the air in Nevada. Hey, now. Hello. Hey, now. Hello, Howard. Hey, now. I think you're awesome. Just wanted to call regarding Richard Belzer. Okay. Uh, I used to. I worked at the Las Vegas Hilton. I was a, I'm a retired bodyguard. Worked surveillance there. He came and did stand up. Got to meet him, and uh, have a lot of respect for the man, especially what you do with him, and did with him, you and Robin and them. And I just wanted to share my condolences and say that uh, it's a loss. Like a lot of things are. I'm a long time listener to you, and I respect you a lot for what you say, Howard. So, thank you. All right, Very thanks, much. Richard. All right, I um, I tell you that guy sounds like he's dying too. He might not be with us much longer. Uh, yeah, we should have asked him how he's doing. How's he's doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I feel bad too. I mean, and been in touch with the Bell. You're not going to France. Is he going to be buried in France? Probably. Love France. Yeah. Love France. Bell's never had kids, right? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. Not that I remember. Not his scene. Uh, let's go to, oh, Mike from Maine. There you go, Mike. What's up? Good morning, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. I, more, by the way, Robin, good morning. I don't usually say good morning to you, but good morning. Um, good morning. Good morning. Um, so, Howard, uh, did you, I mean, you obviously saw that Ryan Seacrest is finally going to be off daytime television. He's leaving the uh, the Kelly show, right? Ryan Seacrest, you know, yeah, I, I saw that over the weekend that uh, he's leaving the the Kelly Ripa show, the Kelly and Regis show, whatever you call it. And um, well, it was called Kelly and Ryan, wasn't it? Kelly well, and now Ryan, it yeah. is. Oh, just- to me, it's Regis and, and uh, Kathy Lee show. <laughs> you know, those were the originals. But, uh, you know, look, this guy, I don't know how he was doing it. Uh, give him credit. I mean, I guess because, you know, he never married. He never have any children. So I would think he would. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm going to put words in his mouth, but I think he's married to his career pretty much. So he likes to be busy. And, um, you know, the guy's got a morning radio show that's very successful syndicated i believe i don't know and uh then he has the american idol then he's got the franchise with the new year's rock and eve 
which is funny because it's still called Dick Clark's Rock, and even Dick Clark's been dead a hundred years. I don't know how Dick Clark, Dick Clark from the Grave, is still running ABC. And Did uh, he also have a countdown show. Got a countdown. You know, the guy's got so many fucking jobs, and then he takes on the Kelly Ripa show as her partner after Michael Strahan left in a huff, and kind of. Uh, I was like, man, like you'd read these articles that he'd go from American Idol. They do it live on air in California. Hop on a plane, sleep on the plane. Wake up and do his radio show at some point. I guess because he'd be back. No, he'd fly to New York. And because of the time difference, he'd do the Kelly Ripa thing. And then as soon as Kelly Ripa was over, he'd go and do the, the radio, radio show. show. would come after that? Yeah, because it's three hours earlier there. So, I mean, who the fuck knows what this guy... And then at one point, I think his eyeball popped out of his head. Remember that? And, because and didn't they, he sort of look like he was... You know, he was he slurred his speech. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he was having a stroke on live yeah. television. It was fucking awesome. It was like... <laughs> it was pretty it was cool. Awesome. That was. I, that's when I started watching I American was Idol. No, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. I was like, I you like never it see when any he pops out his eye. Yeah, well, like, yeah, well, like live it. television. Nothing cool ever happens on live television. There's no reason for it to be live. Like you know, like even Saturday Night Live, they don't really need to be live. Nothing cool happens. So it's like, finally, on American Idol, Ryan Seacrest's eyeballs started popping out. <laughs> From exhaustion. I mean, that's exhaust. There's a guy who's a workaholic. I mean, he's given everything to his audience. I mean, I always figured I'm a pretty hard worker, but this guy takes the cake. His eyeballs <laughs> popping out of his head. You and do then, insist on sleeping. Yeah, I mean, the clip was like, and this is a American Idol. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a speech was going. Impression. Yeah, you almost turned into Dick Clark on live television. Right. <laughs> I was like, wow, Dick Clark loves it. Dick Clark loved being on TV. Guy had massive stroke. I mean, you know, at that point you go, fuck this. Never I'm not really gonna... recovered his speech, you know. Never, he was never a mind. Great broadcaster. And right up to the end, he was just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking hold on to this New Year's Eve gig that I have. And then, then oh, Ryan Seek. My family got so mad at me because I did my Dick Clark impression while he was counting down because it was so absurd. Like you're saying, like at that point, you're barely able to count from 20. And they started him at 20. I think they stopped doing that with it after that first year because he was yeah. And I, well, and no, they, I, I tried they had people. Just, they had people join in with them. It was like you yeah. know, it'd be like a group of people counting down. Cause, right, because he never got to one. I mean, no. the clock had already changed. I mean, it was tedious. Like, he got to one. Twenty, nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. It's like, oh God, I'm getting depressed here. The, another new year. But, uh, yeah, you know, but anyway, getting back to Ryan Seacrest leaving, uh, the, the Kelly Ripper show. And that's the, my point. Like, it is the Kelly Ripper show. It's not the Ryan and Kelly. Kelly's the show. Ryan's kind of like they're like her lap dog. Like, I don't know. They, I don't think, right? I mean, I don't know what's going on there with that, that too, but I, 
Well, you know what was interesting to me? Reading Kelly's, you know, I didn't read the whole book, but I saw excerpts of Kelly's book that she put out last yeah. year. And yeah. she would talk about how terrible Regis was to her <laughs> when she first got there. I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't know, Who man. I Regis was mean to people. I don't know. I, I told you, Regis lived in my apartment building. I've never met a nicer guy. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, but then again, in all fairness, everyone's nice to me because they know I'm a nut. Uh, but I don't know. You know, I, I was like, well, I, I saw the news that Ryan Seacrest was leaving the Kelly Ripper show and I went, and, and then they, there was like a, a couple of clips. Let me see if I have any of the clips. I think I have one of them where. Right, yeah, here's Seacrest announces he's leaving, and then it was like a love fest. It was like, I love Kelly. Kelly's become family here. Listen to this. So, so. Kelly and I have some news here. This is something that uh, she and I have been talking about for a long time, and it, it was a tough, tough decision. Uh, last year, we spoke, and I made the decision to make this my last season as co-host with Kel here on Live with Kelly and Ryan. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Which is bittersweet. I get you know? it. No, I mean, listen, you uh, uh, are a gem. You are one of my best friends. And I said, like, the greatest part of this entire experience has been that you've gone from being a, f a friend to a family member. I feel that way. You are I, family I feel that way about both of us. Yeah. I don't believe any of it. Who is this us? Well, Mark, Mark, Mark and Kelly's friend. You're assuming that. I think she means her and what's the guy? Gelman. Gelman. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't watch the show, but I, I don't believe any of it. And I don't know why. I don't, I, I think it's all schmaltz. Have you ever seen the previews for the show? Like they should, little, you know, little 30 second little previews they have where they do like a little skit or a little, uh, whatever they want to call it. It's the, it's, they're very corny and they're, it's almost like something you guys would do to make fun of a daytime talk show because they're so fucking corny. You know what I mean? Like you're, well, I can't well, believe it. I mean, I just don't believe that. The two of them are close. I don't believe it. Now, now you say well, me what evidence do you have? They were supposedly close before he got the job, right? Yeah. I say if they were that close, he wouldn't be leaving. But now again, I have no evidence. I hear things, but well, I have but, no evidence. You know, if your eyes but, popping out, don't you have to give up something? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but anyway, hey, good luck to him. I mean, uh, but did well, you hear I hope he doesn't refill that spot with another job. I hope he just stops working so hard. No, 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 because fans of bland programming are going to be upset if he stops working. <laughs> are you kidding? They're going to freak out. So th 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 stop it. That, that and, will leave a hole. That will be missed. Yeah. And he's about as good at that as anybody. So, all right, Mike. Thank you for oh, the call. Did you, did oh. you, it's fucked up though. Did you hear that Mark Consuelos is going to be now the new, the new, uh, yeah. co-host? Well, that makes sense. A, do you think that's a move that she did so that she can never have her show taken over by somebody more talented and more, you know, she had an independent, like Ryan Seacrest. Well, I know the two of them. I, one the thing show. I'll tell you, the two of them are very much in love. I can tell well, you I'll that. that. Yeah, seriously, they got a real good, excuse me, I'm telling you some inside Sorry. information. Sorry. The two of them really, you know, I've spent time with them. They married, uh, uh, Mark married me. And the two of them have a really tight, close, loving relationship. I'll tell you that. 
So she probably said, "Who be, you know, at this point, who gives and a rather fuck? Rather than made, having these guys come and go and come and go and come and go, right? Let me just go with Mark. He's now never leaving. We'll we'll mm. roll out of here together when we go. Yep. There you go. So good for them. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> and he was always the the best guest substitute anyway. Is that right? Okay. Well, there you go. And and by the way, they should keep it real. You know, they, they those two love to talk about how they always have sex still. And oh, they, they should, do that they on the show. Good for you. Yeah, they should say last night we fucked our brains out. I mean, oh, they, I love to hear that. You know, I love that we had sex, or it'd be great if he even said, you know, you haven't banged me all week, and uh, I'm as hell, so I jerked off. I would love to hear that. Or right after the show, maybe you should take me back in the dressing room. Right. Yeah, you should just fuck me. <laughs> Before our meeting with Gelman. Yeah. That's right. F. Gelman, take me to the dressing room. 69! Yeah. There you go. Let's go to Dr. Steve in Rhode Island. You're a real doctor, MD? Dr. Steve, you there? I have to say, oh, this. I'm not dealing with that. That's only going to get worse. Real doctor or no? We can't put up with that. Hey, Gary in Rhode Island. Hi, Howard and Robin. Thank you for taking my call. And by the way, you guys don't suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who anyway, cares? I had a couple of sad things to bring up today. One of, uh, is the 20th anniversary of the station fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island, where 100 people died and 200 others were burned. So that's a, oh. oh, yeah. Today. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me slow you down. What are you talking about? Are you familiar with the um, station fire, the club in West Warwick, Rhode Island, 20 years ago on February 20th? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was 20 years ago. Anniversary. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. Uh, um, And then the other thing is um, Jimmy Carter. Um, My father's the same age, 98, and we're going through an ordeal with him now. And um, your parents, of course, you you know, so we can empathize with the family. But um, he was the first president I voted for in 76. I was just old enough to vote. And... um, we got to meet him about six years ago because every Sunday he did the um, he, he preached at his Baptist church in Plains, Georgia, where he lived. When he was in Plains, he would preach. Every Here's Sunday. the thing. So, um, you know. All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. All right. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I mean, um, I, I was I was going to say. First of all, you're kind of a downer, Gary. I mean, you know, you go from tragedy to tragedy but uh, i'll stay with you i know uh, I, I also want to say that I, how I many babies how many uh, gary can you give us an update how many babies died in the uh, turkish uh, earthquake in turkey can i say something positive yes okay i wanted to <laughs> also say that um i thought that jimmy carter even though everybody makes mistakes he always meant well with his habitat for humanity absolutely and, Building, you know, building houses um, and so forth, and all he did. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gary. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Jimmy Carter ran against Gerald Ford, right? Yes. Yep. 
I think, if I remember correctly, I voted for Jimmy Carter, but it was a mistake. I should have voted for Gerald Ford. In retrospect, I thought Gerald Ford was a pretty good president. And it turned out Jimmy Carter was not a good president. The country just fucking went, you know, some, some of this stuff that you get blamed for is just, you know, sometimes you just luck out with the economy or you luck out, you know, and then suddenly people are kidnapped across the world or, you know, there's, you know, whatever it is. But he just, he, he just didn't have it to be a good president. Now, but I think here's the, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me. But the guy, since his presidency, as what a wonderful he was, man. He was a better ex president. Yeah. 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 Good job, the guy, president. The dude would pick up and dr- go to these horrible countries where there was devastation. He would help out. He would negotiate when people were taken, uh, you know, hostage. I mean, the guy was globally present even after his presidency. He was an inspiration. This fucking guy would, uh, like you just said, Gary, he'd go and build like homes for homeless people and shit. I mean, it's unbelievable what this guy would do. So shitty president. Let's be upfront. Not good. Didn't have a good command. I think he was a, um, uh, let's just say he was a, he was into minutiae. Into minutia. I think he was one not of those guys that was. Was he, he a micromanager? Because he he would not let anybody. He didn't delegate anything. He was trying nothing. to even schedule the tennis courts. That's what I was and, driving at. Yeah. yeah, and he would schedule. Uh, he wanted to know who was playing tennis on the White House. Whatever. I guess there's some tennis court there or something. But you know these stories were crazy. So let's just say this but guy he was great. also the guy who created those gasoline lines he had the gas rationing it, it was it was a disaster it was a mess <laughs> but a great human being terrible president but one of the best examples of what a guy should do with his fame and once he leaves office there's no better human being than uh, Jimmy Carter so i was uh, listen my dad at the end was in hospice he has home hospice care, and then we the last few days we put him in the hospice because we couldn't. He was it was wild what was going on, and uh, my dad died in hospice, and uh, nothing sadder than saying your goodbyes. Man, oh man, it is crazy. But um, yeah, if he's in hospice, probably he's probably going. You know, it's crazy too. I have friends. I, I was upset too because we. I have friends. We play a game every year. I don't want to say who the friends are, but they come and visit my wife and I every year and we play a game. We all sit down with a pad and paper and we um we write down questions. About fifty questions. All based on the news, Robin. Stuff like um, you know, who do you think the next president will be? And then you write it down. And then when we get together in a year, we open up the envelopes and we see who was right and who was wrong and who wins. And one of the questions we always write down is, who do you think is going to die this year? Uh, and uh, the person I play with told me they're going to win because they put down Jimmy Carter. And I was very angry about this. I would li- I hope Jimmy will have a recovery in hospice so I win the game. Well, I always hear people say you do not have an 
end by date stamped on your foot. No, Nobody you don't. can say when you're going to die. Hey, I'll tell you something else. My mom was in hospice. And she made a full recovery. She just had long-term COVID. And I mean, when I say full recovery, she's still miserable and, and she's well, ill. I mean, she wasn't doing yeah. great before. COVID. No, but she's not, she's not, <laughs> she's you know. She's returned to that point. <laughs> yeah. The other day I had to talk her down. She was afraid. She had to take a shower and she was afraid. And uh, I said, mom, what, what are you afraid? The last time I showered. The water was off. They turned off the water. Oh, that's right. And I had shampoo in my hair. It was horrible. It was a horrible tragedy. I go, Mom, listen. But I was cold in what? I put a robe on. Yeah. Okay. You know, you got to roll with the punches sometimes. Why didn't they tell us they were turning off the water? I go, I don't know, Mom. I don't know. But the odds of it happening again, where you get in the shower and the shower isn't, because I have to prepare for a shower. I'm like, oh, my God, old age is a motherfucker. <laughs> Things that you just used to do, oh, now have to be prepared for. Like, that's happened in my life, where you go in and there's only cold water and stuff, and you go, oh, sure. fuck. But, you know, you kind of roll with it because you're young, but... Uh, my mom, every little thing is just like, we prepared for the show. It was, I mean, and then she gets like, oh, something horrible happened today. I, I go, what happened, mom? I thought maybe she broke her leg or something, you know. Don't now say that because that happens. I know. Well, she was taking the shower. And uh, thank God there was hot water, you know. Every time this she takes time a shower, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. So uh, c catastrophe averted. What can I tell you, Robin? I mean, uh, I was sitting and sweating bullets all day that the water was going to go out during her shower. I mean, that shower. Every time she announces she's taking a shower, I mean, I would rather she try to go to the moon than take a shower. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It would be like we're going to the moon today. I'm not so concerned. The rocket ship is very, very well tested. Okay, mom, have a good trip to the moon. But I have to take a shower before, and I'm worried about. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Hey, I saw this in the news. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly may have broken up. Jeez, I I can't get a beat on this. One minute she's erasing him from her social media. Well, then they show up to the Grammys together, and and then they're denying that the there's a breakup or anybody interfered. Now you're saying they may have broken up. I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know, Machine Gun Kelly's on top of the world. He's doing well. And he's got, you know, the looks and everything. And it's, it's an album did well. And, you know, he's selling out concerts and everything. And, you know, what does she got? Three, four kids with uh, Brian Austin Green? I mean, uh, you know, it all yeah, looks like if fun you, and if games. If you want your hot wife never to really uh, have a great time with another guy, give her three or four kids. <laughs> right. So, uh, I don't know. She, she hinted. At the breakup on Instagram, she said, uh, she posted, um, 
I think she deactivated her account, but before she did that, the post included photos of herself in a video of an envelope being burned in a fire pit. Now, what the fuck that means? Somehow, people I don't know how to... that indicates anything. <laughs> I don't either. But somehow people have interpreted that, that they broke up. And I think they, the rumor was he's got this guitar player that uh, is a hot woman. When I say hot, she's as hot as Megan Fox. So as soon as I read about this, I went right into action. I spent a good fucking hour on the internet. <laughs> looking at up. a guitar player. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I said, I immediately, st- I go machine gun Kelly's and then the word, um, guitar player. It already up. typed that out for you. <laughs> yeah. I was late to the game. I think the internet almost blew up from all the douchebags <laughs> like me who needed to see how hot this girl is and if she's as hot. Well, you know, she, first of all, I don't think she has any kids. And, um, oh, my God, I was watching. There's a shitload of YouTube videos of her, like, kind of playing solo stuff. And then you can see her on stage with Machine Gun Kelly. And Do they have a, a sort of stage chemistry? I don't know. I didn't see any evidence of that. I'm not going to okay. lie. But I did. I did see a... A very, you know, there's nothing sort of sexier than a really hot chick who's super competent. And and I'm sitting there watching each video and I go, hmm, like how could she be that good on guitar and be that hot? See, this is a very weird thing because I go, in high school, every guy was probably trying to fuck her. Like you're she telling have me been that too busy to practice. Well, yeah, in a way, like hot chicks, like like the reason that there's a lot of great male guitar players is it's douchebags like me who are fugly, you know, who like <laughs> I, I should have been a great guitar player because I had tons of time in my room. I wasn't out on Friday night, <laughs> Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. I was at home. Nobody was playing with me. Nobody was, you know. Nobody was interested in hanging out with me, but I, instead I just sit home and jerk off and smoke weed. Like I wasted <laughs> all that time. Like, like a you're, douche. You're still, you know, I guess maybe you're good at jerking off, but you you know, I'm great at it. Weed. <laughs> I mean, at my age, I'm still jerking off and I'm a pro. <laughs> it's unbelievable how good I am at it. It's just that I, you I, can't take that on the road. I finally figured out what I need to type into my porn search in order to get the kind of porn I need. Oh yeah. And it's two words, either, either it's, um, uh, re, uh, what the fuck? One word is seduce. If you like seduction, like where you have to convince someone to have sex with you. Uh huh. Or the word, um, reluctant, reluctant. Oh, reluctant work. Cause that's the word I gave you. You were yeah, telling reluctant me work. I said yep. reluctant. Reluctant yeah. worked and and uh, seduced. And I I went on Pornhub. I usually go on YouPorn, but I went on Pornhub and put in reluctant, and a lot came up. <laughs> it was a lot of lesbians who like are about to get married, and then all of a sudden uh, the they're comes about in. to marry a guy. Uh, some of they're about to marry a woman. The times have changed. And then, and then the, the friend, she goes, you know, I don't think I want to go through with it. I need someone I have more of a connection with. Next thing you know, these two are eating each other out <laughs> and playing with each other's titties. And I love it. And then there was a reluctant one where a girl was not really sure if she wanted to have sex. Oh, 
And then there's a great one I found where her, a very dominant kind of bossy woman is running this big real estate empire. And she uh, hired an assistant and she's like, you give me a massage right now. And she's like, I, well, that's not part of my job. And Stop it or I'm firing you. Next thing she's rubbing her shoulder. She takes a bra off the tough woman. I mean, it was great because the assistant did not want to have sex with her boss. This was all time great. Fantastic. You know, know, Howard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, JD. If you did type in reluctant and you porn, you would get a warning. (laughs) Really? Really? If you get a warning, it says. But I mean, it's fantasy. Oh, hold on. It says your search could be for illegal or abusive sexual material, <laughs> including, oh. non-con- including, non-cons- including non-consensual intimate imagery or image-based sexual no, abuse. No, it's professional. Well, then put in seduced. It's professional. Well, no, <laughs> I, I, mean, say- I thought the warning would be, hey, warning, you're a creep. <laughs> but uh, no, no, but it's it's obviously consenting. It's from a porn company. They have the little disclaimer at the beginning. There's no actual, you know, it's not, uh, it's not real. Seduced, seduced does work on you porn. But yeah. uh, well, in that case, you shouldn't even watch The Godfather because uh, there's people <laughs> killing each yeah, other. There's people uh, hiring people to kill people. You mean in porn now you're a, a pervert if you. Uh, wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I didn't know I that. Think I think, you know, they don't, <laughs> some of these sites have had a lot of issues and, you know, Pornhub oh. is, they're, you know, yeah. they're fine, but you porn is taking it very seriously. Wow. Mm. But how yeah. come when Sal puts in piss on face, that's fine. I mean, what, <laughs> you know. Everything pops <laughs> right up. Right? It's consensual. Yeah. Prevailing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Well, this nothing is consensual there. too. It's two actors acting like, believe me, if you saw these people, they're such bad actors. It, you got to really suspend disbelief in order to believe that someone is not, you know. Oh. Even porn is politically correct now. It's so judgy all of a sudden. You can't. You can't. I, I didn't think Whoa. reluctant indicated, you know, forcing somebody to do something. Robin, you're making me look bad. I put in your suggestion, I, 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 and now all of a sudden, get you arrested by the yeah, right? police. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'll stick to seduced. It's the same. You end up with the same place. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was I talking about before we talked about porn? If you Machine Gun this. Kelly and Megan Machine Fox Gun Kelly. and the yeah. So, so me, I'm sitting there and I go, you know, I'm too old for this. I'm now, you know, doing extensive searches for videos, music videos, live performances, and other things that this woman, um, her name is uh, Sophie Lloyd. She's they, she claims this is all bullshit. She's not fucking. Yeah, she's machine denying gun. that anything is going on. In fact, she's in a long term relationship, so she doesn't want to hear about it. She, they're going to fuck up her relationship. But she's a really good guitar player, and and she's hot. And and again, I'm like, I'm so envious of a hot chick who had the wherewithal to just you know not get caught up in being the prom queen. And practicing guitar. But evidently, Sophie joined uh, Machine Gun Kelly's band for the uh, mainstream sellout tour last year. Mainstream okay, so sellout this is tour. only a year in the making, this. That's right. This collaboration. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Machine Gun Kelly can get a lot of hot checks. Oh, he's hot. A hot guy. And Megan uh, guitar- has made him even hotter. Right. From guitarist Sophie Lloyd's website. Quote, while her classmates spent their time 
socializing and partying, Sophie would come home every day after school to spend five hours practicing on her Yamaha Pacifica, mastering her craft until bedtime. Wow. I don't know. If I was a hot chick, I would have been out just fucking partying. Sophie gained a following via YouTube where her videos have amassed over 100 million views. And I think I'm responsible for 50 million of them <laughs> as, I, as I studied. Like she sits there on her bed and will play, you know, for people. Well, that's where she practiced. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Let me tell you. Oh, look who's on the phone. Vic Legina, famous porn director. Vic, what are you, a producer or director? I thought he quit that. Oh, I'm saying it. Good morning, Howard and Robin Hufford. Hey. What's up, Vic? So, you were, uh, you were asking why reluctant porn is um, a big no-no these days, and it stems from an article that was written in the New York Times by a dude named Christoph, who was an expose that said there was women who had content all over these tube sites that wasn't consensual. And um, wow. it caused it caused them to do a great purge because Visa and MasterCard pulled all of their transactions. So there's the reason. Oh, wow. Man, you know everything about porn, Vic. You're uh, well, quite impressive. 20 years. 20 years in the biz. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just like when someone has to, like in porn, I like when someone isn't so like, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's right. I'm not, I'm not into girls. I'm not, you, know, you know what I mean? I like that whole angle. Yeah. Well, we were, um, we were shooting a lot of things, uh, that were, were, were of that nature. Um, because they knew what, what people, searchers like you wanted to see, I suppose. So right. we were shooting things that were, were feeding the tube sites essentially. Now, how do you know, like, like, What's the weirdest thing you ever had to shoot? Like when you were making porn and you, and you go, hey, this is a thing. What's Because to me, you know, seducing someone isn't so weird. What, what's the weirdest thing that people are into? Well, it got very weird towards the end. I'd say the last two or three years, there was bizarre requests. Like, you know how when you're on these, these sites in, or the tube sites and you see all these, these ads and these ads look ridiculous with big eyes and lots of squirting and, and all yeah. sorts of shenanigans? That's what we were told to, to capture so they could cut ads together, so they could put them on the tube sites, and then hopefully they would get maybe 0.01% of a conversion of someone getting a membership to browsers or whatever else. So we were doing it. To answer your question, the oddest that, that I can recollect, recollect right now is when Charles Dara was having sex with what looked like a 55-year-old woman bodybuilder that was like, four and a half feet tall. Uh, wow. That's when that's you weird. start asking yourself, I took some wrong turns. Where, where did I go wrong? But these, you know, uh, Vic, like that. Yeah. what about like, like I hate those squirting, uh, porn. Like, like it looks like the woman's just peeing all over the place. I don't, you know, they, they, she goes, uh Oh, I'm going to squirt. And then she just like full on pees all over the place. Right. Yeah. I mean, how do you, well, what, how do you shoot those? Well, there's a, there's a lot of hydration involved. Um, Pedialyte was the unofficial sponsor of porn. Girls drank a lot of Pedialyte because it was um, it was it, it apparently tasted good coming out. I mean, I've, I've seen some filthy things, and you know, when when two girls are doing squirting, and all I saw was they're rubbing their clits, and like gushers are coming out of their urethra, or is that the 
I don't know if that's the right if that's the right word, but got me. Uh, it, I don't know what that. I don't know where that is. You're you're right. <laughs> okay, all right. But then there was also times too where it was definitely urine because the room smelled like the subway after we were done. So <laughs> when yeah, you were shooting, um, how often does duty come out during an anal scene? Uh, well, it depends on preparation of the, of the woman doing it. Um, sometimes, I mean, I would say most times it was fine because these women had procedures down, which was starting a fasting the night before and taking a modium and having a butt plug in their butt while they were sitting in the makeup chair wow. and a lot of extensive prep going into all of this. So a, so a seasoned veteran knew how to operate their toughness. I mean, that's really right. how it was. When someone has but, an accident on set, like, you know, they shit on the floor or they piss all over the place, you know, what's the cleanup like? Do they bring in a crew or like is someone assigned to straighten things up? Usually, if, if if the person had some respect, they would just grab a baby wipe and, and clean it up themselves and nice. uh, embarrassingly apologize to the crew, which we would all be like, don't worry, it happens, we're all professionals here, but just keep the day moving forward. Did you ever direct a porn and you said to yourself, Jesus Christ, this person here is actually a good actor. Like, have you ever actually like said to yourself, this person could be a legit actor, they're doing so well before they like blow somebody? Certainly. There was, um, I, I can count them on two hands, but they existed. They existed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do performers ever fart while filming, like stuff like that? And do you just pretend it didn't happen or do you somehow reference it? Uh, it happens. And again, it's about, you know, trying to keep composure and not being self-conscious. That was all yeah. we did. Um, some would acknowledge and laugh. Uh, others would just, you know, brush it off and maybe apologize in the ear of their male talent. How many times have you been like on set and like some guy's balls smell or like like a woman opens up her legs and oh it's my like God. whoa everything's you like know every horror horror story. Oh, <laughs> well, why not? I got the man on the phone. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like there's a waft in the air. Like you can't believe. Okay, so ball smell. Uh, I can't. I can't claim any of that. I, I've heard girls say, you know, go wash up. Go. They, they've done that before, but right. Yes, there was one time when my sound stage smelled so bad. Like, like this was a contract star, okay? This was someone who really should have had it together. But it was a boy-girl-girl scene. Uh, the poor contract the performer, the, the guy, I don't, like, he was squatting down onto his face, and he was giving him a violent blowjob, and he was, he, was, he was putting up with it, and he dealt with it. The other girl said when she came home and unpacked her bags, she could smell that smell that was contained in her luggage. Oh, my God. And do you think yeah. the actress smelled herself and said, fuck it, I don't care, or this was oblivious? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I think at this point, it, it, because it was a consistent thing, they, uh, they just had no clue. And I, and I always ask myself, like, how do you not know? Are you, like, immune to it? Did you? Singe out your nostrils. I had no idea. I know. I like, like, like sometimes, like, uh, I'll take out my penis to, to pee and I'll go, you know, I don't, I'm smelling, I don't smell that fresh down there and I'll get in the shower. You know what I mean? I mean, you can tell when you smell.
You're acting like everybody's nostrils work the same way. Some people don't well, have a very sensitive nose. I, I do have big nostrils and big nose, so <laughs> maybe that helps me. That, that one of the advantages to being me, I know when they stink. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I mean, if I if I had a, a major film director like Vic Legina on set, I'd like to smell nice for the guy and uh, respect him. But uh, what can I tell you? Um, I wish they were all like you, Howard. Exactly. All right, Vic. Thanks, man. Thanks for the update. For sure. Thank you, Howard. Have a good day. Yep. Vic Legina. The guy can answer anything. I mean, the guy's been in the industry 20 years. Porn industry. Well, he's retired, but he did it for 20 years. I don't know what pushed him out of the industry, but he's no longer doing it. I could do seven hours with that guy. I mean, like even like craft services on set. Like... I wouldn't put any Mexican or Chinese food out because they're doing porn. You don't want them shitting and, you know, you don't want them bloating from the salt. I would think a nice a Mediterranean type. A nice tasteless. <laughs> yeah, you know, something a little more uh, health conscious. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be that, you know, gal who shits all over the floor during her big anal scene. Speaking of squirting, Ronnie told us that he had to put down a towel with Stephanie when they celebrated Valentine's Day. Is that uh, right? Well, he said they take out towels on a regular basis. Is she, Ron, is she peeing like and <laughs> trying to convince you? I mean, Vic Legina just more or less told you that the girls drank a lot of water and they were peeing out of their pee hole. And it's not squirt. No. I mean. You're no, telling no, me no. she no no, 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 no. It's not peeing. Definitely not peeing. It's <laughs> even it's... though it's coming out of the same hole. No, no, no. Listen to me. <laughs> it, it's the thick stuff. It's it's not like it shoots out. It's kind of oh, like, like Yeah. I mean, when she blows a load, man, it, it comes out and rather than, you know, mess up the sheets wow. and sleep in fucking which she in a wet spot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do you what the fuck are you doing to this woman that she's like the juice? I don't know. Man, you little oral sex, dude. You know? Wow, you're good at it. You're good at it. I gotta say, Ronnie, I mean, if you believe his stories. Well, he's I mean, the one with the towels. He I got no reason to lie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't say that know. if he wasn't using I mean towels. she would testify to it. You went down on her. How long you? How, how many minutes were you? Do you like? I mean, ballpark it for me. Like, how much time do you spend down there? Oh, this this past session, probably about twenty yeah. minutes. Wow. Oh, you eat her out for twenty minutes. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. I don't know. Doesn't your tongue like get tired? I mean, yep. seriously. Yep. I'm, I'm it, not, does. Yeah. it does. You know the, the little the little the little flap underneath your tongue. Yeah. No, yeah, the yeah. U, that's called a uvula or something. Whatever the fuck it is, dude, it, it, it gets sore. Like, yeah. it gets it gets numb, kind of. It's no, weird. No, the uvula is yeah. the thing all the way in the back of your throat, no. Howard. Oh. No, I'm talking about the little flapper here. Right. I, yeah, I know what you mean. Underneath your yeah. tongue, there's like that thing that holds your tongue to the bottom of your... The, right, like you can flip chin. it up and down. But, yeah. yeah, it gets like really like fucking sore. So... But you keep going till she comes, Fuck huh? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, more than once. That's the whole thing. Wow. It's, it's more than once. sex. 
You're really good at it, dude. How so often, wait a how minute. She'll, she'll have an orgasm and you'll go back in with the oral sex. No, just keep going. Just keep going while she's orgasming. Yeah. Sexy. I thought they like, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. women run, I thought women like to have like, like you back off their clit for a while while they're coming. Well, I do. Oh. Well, what do you keep doing? Like, what do you just licking the, the side area or something? Mm-hmm. Or, or the wow. inside, more inside than, you know. The clitor. Jesus Christ. And like, and she's coming in your mouth? Yeah. Wow. Well, you're, you're way more into sex than I am. Oh, dude, this, it's the best. It's fucking awesome. You love it. Yep. 20 minutes you go down on a girl. Yeah, I'm thinking that about that. I never really timed it, but it's a long time. That's like a deep sea dive, man. Yeah. Mmm. And that thick stuff that comes out, you drink that? I don't drink. I don't actually drink it. I mean, it's. I like, mean, you take it in. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, sometimes you know, it it also runs out on the towel. That's the whole idea of having the towel there too. You know. Wow. Because you know, it's a combination into... of your saliva, also. You know. Good lord. Well, wow. yeah. Like well, a... it's got to be. I mean, if you do, you know, you're down there that long. I mean, you got saliva coming out of your mouth. You know so you're saying? saying you start licking her clitoris, and then when she starts coming, you just start sticking your tongue into the into yep. the. There you vagina. go, man. You got wow. it. You got it. You wow. got it. Wow. wow. And she came so hard, she wet the whole fucking towel down. Well, not not soaked it, but not like mm. squirt, like squirt squirting. You know, which everybody's saying is pee, which I'm starting to believe a little bit. Um, <laughs> You're starting to believe it's pee, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It is pee. Starting to believe. Uh, oh, hey, President's Day. It's uh, ex-President Barack Obama. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I was listening. Uh, uh, Ronnie, uh, Michelle loves it when I eat her ass, but she, she never orgasms. How do I get her to blow a load? Uh, you got to keep working it, man. Okay. How, how far? Don't Don't give up. How far up the prostate do I need to go? Well, you can't get that far in. If if her pussy farts, is that is that a good sign? No, I've never heard you talk like this, uh, President it's Obama. I, it's usually because well, she's take she's taking in too much air. That's why you're getting that. All right. Well, can I can I reach it by hand or do I need to send in a drone? Oh, stop! <laughs> there you go. There's President Obama. Wow. So what made you believe that it's pee? Uh, you, for years you were arguing you that, that it's pee. You fought with everyone, every expert. I don't, I don't know because some girls like shoot, like they're, when they're coming, they really come, they shoot a little bit. Yeah. But like, I mean, you see these squirt, these squirt videos. I mean, you got to figure it's, yeah, well, it's like, it's like a fucking waterfall. Right, you're seeing nine. I'm talking different. I'm talking different when they sh they shoot the actual come out. How many times a week are you going down on Stephanie? Cunt. Usually on the weekend. Right. So one deal. day a week. One day a week. Two Friday, Saturday. And then what happens during the week? Quick stuff usually because she's right. tired. I'm tired. Whatever you know. Just stick it in. No, no, never. We never just do that. We never just right. stick it in. Okay. There's always a little play. Right. But, but quick. You. you know. You're the man. Like sometimes I'll get it going just 
go down there real quick. Let me you know, see that pussy. Get her worked up and then boom, you know, in. Right. Good for you. Do you ever like just bend her over the like dining room table or like the like not just go to the bedroom, but like in the kitchen, just like bend her over somewhere? And yeah, well, in, in the beginning, you back back. Yeah, back, you know, in the beginning, the there, was all kinds of, yeah. there was all kinds of crazy shit going on. Right. Now it's a little more normal. In the bathroom and, you know, while she's getting dressed or whatever over the, over the sink and shit like that. And, you know, <laughs> but well, listen, yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of like old bedroom shit now. Listen, he's got a young fiance. I mean, uh, she's got needs, Robin. She's an old I uh, understand. I understand. He's got to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he does. He does. He does. He does. He gets the job done. He, he does. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not sick. I'm fine. It's my business. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. Shut up, moron. What, what is wrong with you? not a music critic but that song's a little repetitive but uh it gets the job done <laughs> i don't think a lot of effort was put into writing that song <laughs> <laughs> ronnie loves squirting <laughs> and he takes yeah, there, a drink there, there there is a version of squirting that's not pee right like a girl comes hard it, it shoots out i wouldn't know dude i i never i never get women to that worked up be honest. <laughs> what you're up to like i don't have gotta the stay time down. gotta stay down there for a while dude yeah i don't have the time i'm like shit i got tons of things to do here i'm running out of time i don't have time to sit here and lick you all fucking 20 minutes hurry up and do your business grab by the pussy there you go <laughs> dude but if you know the other night was, i think it was saturday yeah it was saturday i think um i just took a couple of hits of of weed uh -huh. right. And I, I didn't even drink or nothing. It was just a couple of hits of weed, man. It was like, holy shit. It was like a total aphrodisiac. Hmm. Like my Got you worked up. Oh my God. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. What happened? No, I just, uh, we were, we went, we were doing, and she was really tired because she was at this, um, she, she was at, at the CPR class all day. And, uh, <laughs> she almost had to give you CPR after that. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever, like, like, now that you're older, Ron, do you ever get, like, like, like a rapid heartbeat during it or you get to slow oh, down? And dude, I got, I got that night, Saturday night. Forget it. I grabbed a hand and I put it on my chest. I said, feel this shit. It was like right. pumping. Yeah, because you're not used to putting out that kind of exertion. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no, I think it was. I think it was kind of the weed did a lot of it too. You know, it gave Ronnie, me this, like it gave me this burst of fucking energy, like you wouldn't believe. It was crazy. But like, like I, as, like I kept it, go, like she went and I just kept going and she went again. <laughs> but as sexed up as you are, do you really need an aphrodisiac? Maybe you shouldn't do any weed. Why not? It's cool. 
Although I will tell you, the last time I did weed was when I uh, I was in Mexico, I want to say. Or maybe not even Mexico. Maybe I was in, this is 100 years ago, because I don't like weed. But uh, I was like in, <laughs> not Aruba. It's something that sounds like Aruba. Like one of those islands. Like Anguilla, I think. Who knows? They're all the same. You go to those resorts, they're all the same. We went to one and... I don't know. Somebody had some weed and I smoked like a couple of hits. And according to Beth, because I don't remember it, she said it was the best sex I ever gave her. And I don't and even remember what no I did. No recollection. No recollection. And because she found me sitting out, they had like a little uh, porch area, like a terrace. Uh-huh. She said, I sat out there all night. And I don't <laughs> recall that. I don't even know that. I mean, I get so fucked up on weed that it's just not fun. But she claims I was like a. I don't know. I must have been good in bed. Like a fucking machine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She, she said it was nuts. And I remember and I like, it all. So that's the good part. Yeah. yeah well, with I, me. Maybe he took too much. I don't know how strong. I'll tell you what I think is. happened. I'll tell you what? what happened. I probably took too much. I was probably like uh, out on that porch and some other guy came in and had sex with her. <laughs> probably wasn't me. <laughs> You probably never moved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. But she claims I was like really good in bed, so you know. Well, I, I, I you'll smoked take this. It. Sh- you'll take it. I smoked this shit that we had when we were in California. Yeah, when we did the show in California, and I went uh-huh. out. To, we went to that place that re- like that restaurant for pot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I get the same thing here, you know, because you can buy anything you want here. So. We go, and I tell him, you know, this is what I had, blah, blah, blah. Guy gives me the shit. So now I stick to the same one, and it has the same effect every time. You love it. You love it. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I've i been with women, you know, or, or many, you know, I'm, I'm with Beth a long time now, but I remember being with some women, you know, it was kind of over, but you sort of end up, I would smoke a little weed and it would be an aphrodisiac because you weren't necessarily into it. But, uh, yeah, well, now they have the thing so figured out. When you go to one of those stores, you can oh, say, yeah, they have, they, it's like going to a doctor's office. They, they yeah. sit there and they sit down with you and this, what, what kind of mood do you want to be in? Do you want to laugh a lot? Do you want to be mellow? Do you want, you know, and, yeah. and they, they pick out this shit for you. I want like I want to tell them that, you know, you're going to a concert and right. so you're going to be listening to music. So they have a thing for that. And they, oh, you that's know, all or, bullshit. No, it's so not. Of course it's true. It is not. A bunch of fucking potheads trying to convince you they know something. <laughs> I'm telling we, you. No. They can it. dial it in for you no, so that you no. get sexed Stop up. Stop yep. it. Just from the weed. You know, if it's you don't want to awesome. be sleepy, they they have another thing. You know, it's really crazy. Nah, don't worry about it. I'm thing. not worried about it. I just hear people talking about it. Anyway, good for you, Ronnie. Hey, Bobo, you're on the air in Florida. How you doing there, Howard? Right. I think after you kicked Fred out of the band, this inspired him to write a song titled Russia. I don't know if you saw it on his Instagram. I don't follow Fred. On, I, who even knew Fred was on Instagram? I, I would follow him, I guess. Fred yeah. Fred wrote a song. Yeah, I felt bad. A lot of people afterwards said, you know, Fred really feels bad that you kicked him out of the band. Now he's producing. 
No, not at all. Yeah. I don't feel bad at all. And uh, no, congratulations on Tukis. And uh, <laughs> thank you, thank and, you. Uh, or, you know what it is? Although I type in Tukis, it comes out tutu, so you might want to change the name of that band. No, no, no. Don't worry about it, Fred. We don't need your help. I want to go with uh, Rage Against the Bidet or Earth, Wind, and Feces. <laughs> you sound good, though, that, Fred. You do. Fred, what did you do? Like, you got upset and you just well, said, okay, well, fuck this guy. It's a song I wrote a long time ago, and I guess there was a lot of shit going on, a lot of people getting even more killed than before. Right. In Ukraine, and I don't understand why anybody would be against uh, us supporting the Ukraine in their efforts to try and get rid of Russia. But uh, it's just something that I felt, and I threw uh, threw a verse of the song you up did. there. Jason, play me a little of that. Fred's song called Russia. No, it's not called Russia. It's called Just Stop Somewhere. Just oh. Stop Somewhere. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. uh, Bobo changed right. the name of it, and he's not getting a writing credit. <laughs> Uh, here's just stop somewhere. I don't want to hear the whole thing. It's only Soldiers are passing by. Yeah. All right. They all laugh in the killing fields. Butchers are passing by. Let me help this song out. You need me. Somebody's brother that you cannot recognize. See, Fred's good. So he doesn't need men. He doesn't need to be in our band. Well, wait a minute. Thank you. you don't hear this and now want to record this song? What is that, Robin? <laughs> he just got selective amnesia just now. No, here's the thing with Fred's songs. Fred's a really good songwriter, but I'm not. You know, he, he should record his songs. In other words, uh, he doesn't need me. Although I did this weekend. I was very busy. I actually wrote a song with Robin in mind, and oh. uh, I might start a band with Robin. Uh. You know what? Nothing would please me more. Teamed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I might send you the song, Robin. I, I, I put together. I, know we, I put we, together a you demo. Know, you sent me a song. No, this is this is a different a song entirely. Different song. Different uh, song entirely. Doesn't really. Let me tell you something. Great singing. Nothing, okay. nothing, well, that's nothing like for me. <laughs> nothing lights a fire under Fred's ass like throwing him out of the band. Look at this guy. Yeah. Now he can't stop writing He's songs. Prolific. But He's I think prolific. I actually have a hit song with this one, so I'll send it your way, Robin, and you tell me what you think. Uh, Very nice. All right. Now, Fred if and Robin. I get the hit song, Howard, uh, what happens? Yeah, but he inspired the hit song, so you know, yeah. I'll give him credit. He, for that. He, you first get a hit song, Robin, then we'll worry about what happens. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bobo. Yeah. yeah a lot of people wrote, yeah, Bobo. Yeah, one more thing. Last week, you must have had a lot of avalanche of people writing in about Ronnie setting up his funeral arrangements. I did the same thing. I bought a crypt some years ago, and I, I'm good. All right, one question from you. <laughs> I was going to say, could you go to it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be quiet. Get yourself in there. <laughs> By the way, uh, I spoke to uh, comedian Mark Marin last week about his new HBO comedy special from bleak to dark. The fans yes. thought Mark was very relatable. But a couple of think um, um, one guy even thinks that you are in love with Mark Marin. Robin has such a great tell when she's into someone. She literally giggles like a schoolgirl. Watch out, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I think Mark Marin has taken her top spot. Oh, my it's possible. Goodness. There is a tell with some people. You can tell when a woman is in love. Was I giggling um, a lot during Mark? I think you were, actually. I monitored <laughs> Well, he's you. a funny man. There you go. Maybe he was just funny. Who knows? <laughs> uh, now, when I laugh at Jake Gyllenhaal, you can say, boy, she's giggling. He's not funny. 
The actor Patrick Warburton, who played Putty on Seinfeld and is the uncle of the current uh, Bachelor, made an interesting observation on Instagram about Mark Maron's interview. He says, is it just me or did Mark Maron sound like an intelligent Ronnie Mund? And <laughs> oddly enough, I mean, I didn't pick up on really? this, but a, but a lot of fans agree with Patrick. Um Howard, have Mark and Ronnie ever been in the same room together before? I have my suspicions. Howard, Mark should play Ronnie in the Howard Stern movie. They sound pretty damn similar. What an angry... He go, This guy goes, wow, an angry Mark Maron sounds like a lot like everyday Ronnie the limo driver. It's uncanny. So here, uh, yeah. guys put this together. Here's Mark Maron and Ronnie. See if you can tell the difference. Where's my fucking hat? You fucking jealous bastard. Fuck you. Fuck you, you asshole. The best comedy still happens, you know, for 250 people, dude. It's a part of life, dude. So there you go. There is a similarity. In fact, very, those first two. Very similar language, yes. I, I, you know, I could barely tell the difference on those first two examples. Where's my fucking hat? You That's fucking Mark. jealous bastard. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, you asshole. Yeah, see? It's really weird. So uh, thanks for picking that up. It's weird. Uh, also, this whole thing, I announced my new band with Richard Christie and Steve Nowicki called Tuchis. It's a three-piece combo. And fans, of course, cannot get enough of it. Uh, the debut They're single. They're liking from, this first song? Oh, the yeah, first yeah, single? yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't read the ones that didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, Smell My Tuchis will undoubtedly leave a lasting impact on music and popular culture. Not since the Beatles has a band captured the zeitgeist of a generation. Zeitgeist. Unbelievable. Uh, Howard, I can't get Smell My Tuchus out of my head. You need to release it to the masses ASAP. <laughs> also, my favorite part about the Tuchus project is uh, that, all all, that all of your concerts start at 4 p.m. Yeah, a lot of people wrote that. <laughs> yeah, people love it. That song would bring a tear to, to, to a glass eye. My, might I add, the artwork is also on fire. I'm ready to buy the poster, you brilliant genius. Yeah, a lot of people love it. Coming at you, smell my tucker. It really, a lot of people like it. Fuck yeah! Yeah, they love it. I'm jamming with no wiki. Don't fuck with my head. Wow. You got to admit, you get caught up in it. A lot going on in that song. <laughs> By the way, a, um, we have a John Lieberman show on our channels, a hard look with John Lieberman, and John spoke with artist Attack Peter, who created the Smell My Tuchus album art. Ah. And uh, Peter uh, talked a little bit about uh, his album cover design. Uh, here he is. Can you talk us through 
the colors, the design elements. How does one come up with this for Smell My Tookus? I decided to approach it digitally. I, I drew it up digitally. You know, a lot of my audience knows me for designing monsters and creatures and fun stuff like that. So I didn't want it to feel like a big departure from what I normally do. Also, since it's a rock band, you know, there's lots of imagery throughout rock history, metal history of like monsters and demons and stuff like that. So I knew if we could just turn the Tookus into a creature itself, create some kind of iconography and work the fumes into the name and the font, uh, we could capture a singular image that encapsulates the vision for this band. There you go. I mean, this guy put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, and I did think it looked like some kind of monster. And then yeah. you see, it's a tuchus. Yeah. People have said my tuchus looks a lot like a monster. <laughs> so there you go. Uh... By the way, the audience also enjoyed some of my old songs. Uh, some This guy wrote in, he enjoyed uh, hearing my sixth grade band sing uh, Silver Nickels and Golden Dimes. Um, Howard, I propose we get the loser song Hurdy Gurdy Man up on Saturday soundtracks. Love how you sample John Bonham's drums. That's a groove, baby. I don't care what anybody says. I, that's what I thought. I thought we had a hit with that one. It missed. Somehow it didn't take off. Yeah, this guy wrote, it's very catchy, like COVID. I, said, I agree. <laughs> there you go. Last week, I even debuted another new song that I did on my solo project about Tom Brady and his, uh, you know, divorce and returning to the dating scene. And the audience seemed to like that one, too. Howard, you're, you're, you're in a new class of songwriting. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney could never come up with. Is he munching the box of Megan Fox? <laughs> Damn right he couldn't. You already deserve to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. We may well as induct you into the singing songwriting Hall of Fame at this point. Uh, Howard, between bang a clock and I wonder who Tom Brady's fucking, how could you ever doubt your musical talent? We need a full-on Howard Stern musical album. Well, we're working on that. We're trying, you know, trying. Uh, do you think you would re-record bang a clock and... Yes. Um, the yes. Tom Brady song with your <laughs> sure, new band? Why not? Yeah, sure, why not? What the hell else do I have? I wonder who Tom Brady's fucking. He's too famous to be alone. Which lucky lady gets chosen by Brady to receive his super... And while you're at it, get this hit song, too. Two, one, two, three, four. Yes, the hits keep coming. Yeah. The entire Howard Stern catalog is available right now. With his super big hit, Hurdy Gurdy Man. And who could forget? Jimmy, come play with me. I'll give you a silver nickel. Silver nickels and golden dimes. And psychedelic V. I'm telling you, I got a catalog. I wonder if no wiki can play this. 
No one can play this. All right, well, there you go. Um. Oh, also last week we were talking about Alex Earl on TikTok. That's the hot chick who goes to University of Miami, and she's got like 10 billion followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans, you know, fans were writing in. According to my uh, my guys, they say that we never received more phone calls about a topic than really? Alex Earl. Yeah. Phone call. Alex Earl. Bikini chick. I, I was like talking about her this weekend. I was like, I don't understand how she's going to class. She's at the Super Bowl. I mean, there's got to be some studying going on, something academic going on over there at University of Miami. Must be some test sometime. Yeah. Howard, oh, they corrected me. Howard, it's so funny that you kept calling the get ready with me videos get ready for me. Although it was wrong, I I think I actually prefer your way. Yeah, those videos are called get ready for me. What does that mean? I would think those videos, it's a girl getting ready. So it's like we're watching her get ready to go out on the town and be get ready with me. I just assumed. It's with. It's with. Oh, it is with. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. they're saying you were saying get ready for uh, me. Well, what do I fucking know? I don't watch these. I mean, I do watch these videos. I just don't pay attention to the hot shit. <laughs> he chick. doesn't know what they're called. If you're paying attention to what they're called. Uh, the guys pulled some audio of Alex Earl on TikTok. Oh, this is good. I mean, it's much better looking at her, but this is Alex describing her biggest struggle in the classroom. Oh, okay. this should be good. Going to school in Miami is very dangerous because there's just too many options at all times here. My class this morning is one of the worst ones because it's one of those where the teacher, like, you have a name tag and he calls on you. And I sit there, like, scrambling to Google answers on my laptop. That way, if he calls on me, I know what's going on. I just ordered really cute outfits for Mardi Gras next weekend, and I'm so excited. I like her well, delivery, too. is that too. what people do in school now? They just Google everything? So I like I that guess she has, you don't even know need to go to class. I like that she uh, tells everyone I'm I'm so excited because she her delivery is so sort of calm. <laughs> I just got a bunch of um outfits to go to Mardi Gras. And I'm really excited. I remember being at Boston University and you know, I didn't have any money. My father had shelled out $5,000 for the year. And that was all the money he was going to spend on this academic endeavor of mine. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I mean, there was no going to a Mardi Gras. I once tried to like go with my friends to Buffalo from Boston and we drove and none of us had money. We ran out of gas. We got pulled over <laughs> by the cops. Don't ask. I mean, how do these kids go to kids Mardi Gras? And she was at Super Bowl. I mean, in college, I wouldn't go Super Bowl. I wouldn't even know where it is. <laughs> Howard, she went yeah. straight from, she went to New York Fashion Week over the weekend, over the I mean, weekend before. Who is she? She yeah. went straight from there to Arizona, pretty much. <laughs> well, how does she, how is she doing academically? When is class? He's right. Yeah. Well, she does, in, in a couple of the videos, she says, like, you know, while she was doing, while she's doing hair or makeup or whatever, that she's doing an essay, or while she's laying out, she's doing an essay, you know, stuff like that, so, I think that's Do you her. dig her, JD? She's pretty hot, right? I think she is very hot, uh, but, right. you know, two totally, completely different lives. <laughs> Yours and hers? Yes, very much so. Well, you're an influencer, she's an influencer. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not... You know, my influencing doesn't involve, you know, makeup and 
I don't know what the hell I'm influencing. I'm influencing, you know. Alex know. is a senior and majoring in marketing. Well, that makes sense because she's, she's already she's on her way. She's good at it. She's good yeah. at it. Look at this. Based on her TikTok videos, just in the first two months of this year alone, she's been to Dubai, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Arizona, New York, Los Angeles, and the Magic Mike movie premiere in Miami. The <laughs> year is fuck. just getting started. God. God, in college, yeah, I was just Yeah, we like, went nowhere. <laughs> well, I know for me, I was like a moron. I was like, I got to study. Or they're going to fucking flunk me out, and then what am I going to do? Look, we used to have to pool money together to get pizza. Oh, she came home from a trip, and there was, like, all these packages ready for her. <laughs> like, all these people were sending her stuff, all these brands, and God knows what. Wow. It was like Christmas. Right. You know, hot chick is the best. <laughs> Here she is recapping her experience at the Super Bowl. Come with me to the Super Bowl. So we got ready, and then we went to the W for a little pregame. We loaded up on food first because we knew we were going to have a long day ahead of us. We sat in the corner because we're antisocial. And then I put liquid IV in my drink to help with my hangover. And then we got on the bus, and we just were drinking on the way there. We got there to pee so bad, but we walked up. I just can't believe this. Like I can't believe we're going to the Super Bowl. And then we got in. We were at the suite. The view was insane. And this was a Raisin wow. Cane suite, so like it was like chicken <laughs> fingers on chicken fingers. We're having the best time ever, though. We we were just so giddy and happy to be there. So when we sat, this was kind of our view, but we got drinks. Go Eagles, even though they lost. <laughs> we had a speaker in our suite, so we were dancing. Oh my gosh, we kept taking shots. And then look at them setting up for Rihanna's performance. We were literally quaking. Like, my hands were so sweaty, but we were freaking out. We had too many shots. Like, oh my God, disgusting. We were just drinking straight tequila. And then after, we had like a little party in the suite, and the Chiefs won. This was the most insane day ever. Bye. She's, wow. she's, she's busier than Ryan Seacrest. I mean, look at listen to her, and and it's like, how'd she get in a suite? Well, I guess I know she's hot, <laughs> right? And yeah. they want the publicity, so they invited her to some sponsors' suite. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely like you know Olivia Jade was. She would post on YouTube and and this and that. Alex Earl, she posts like two or three videos a day. One video is, uh, you know, the makeup video for the day. The second is all the outfits. Like, she is, like, on it. She's on it. She is on it. Olivia yeah. Jade. Well, I mean, typical on. Olivia Jade, you know, she doesn't really need any money. So, well, you know, she's not posting all that frequently. Like, it sounds like to me, like, the greatest day of my life is just a normal Tuesday for her. <laughs> like, she just, like, is having more fun. Uh, I was Alex. Saying, Alex has been invited to events with Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, and Haley Bieber. Wow. Like, she's lived lifetimes within months. <laughs> like, right. I can handle all that shit that she does. Yeah, you know, this is the sad thing, though. You know, like, all of these women, one day, their looks change. And all of this dries up. You know what? She's got a very few rich. years ahead of her, though. Hey, uh, does she have a boyfriend, JD? I don't think so. From last I saw her, and uh, I think it was a baseball player. Um, I think John High knows more than me, but uh, yeah, I think she's single right now. What are you so all she ever, in the fan club? <laughs> no, I she just, ever, I just uh, learned about her the other day. <laughs> does she ever? Does she ever talk about her sex life, or would that be pervy? No, it's all very. It's either um, 
you know, get ready with me. You know, this is what I'm wearing for today. Then it's the makeup and she'll talk about maybe her life a little bit, but she doesn't get into her personal life. I don't know what her personal life is. She'll talk about like, you know, being out at a club and like guys talk, you know, talking to guys or whatever. Uh, the past couple of videos have been guys that have been like assholes to her, um, or her friends, but, uh, nothing of, uh, dating or anything. And so when she says we, she's always with those other girls that are yes, friends. Yes. Who aren't as hot as her. <laughs> uh, they're they're, they're yeah. hot enough. They're hot. They're hot enough, but they're not. No, no one is as hot as her. The, that is, she is the queen. Right. She is the queen. She's the queen. Is bee. that by design? <laughs> so, JD, know, you're on TikTok, huh? That's where you see this stuff, right? I got to get I mean, on that's there. That's how, I, I mean, yes, I do have a TikTok account and I'm able. Well, although without TikTok, you can still see her videos. So. Um, yeah, but you yeah. can't explore the other girls who are now doing this. Oh, I mean, listen, I can't get too deep into this Alex Earl, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, vortex. Why do we watch like an Alex Earl when we have so much porn available to us? You know what I mean? Like, like we have naked chicks who fuck on camera I, or do lesbian stuff. Like, why? what is it? What I mean, I'm, I'm asking this question so I understand myself. Yeah, like, no, what is I, it? Well, I, I think, you know, uh, I'll just say we, I think we are fascinated with the lives of young people, especially young, you know, beautiful young women who have, uh, the completely different life that we had <laughs> while we were growing up. Um, so that, I mean, I have to be, uh, me, by the way, I don't like when you say we, like, sorry, like, sorry, like, sorry, me, me, me. Like, I, I, I mean, you, this sounds you don't very loserish. Be a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a we in JD's world. Sorry, like, sorry, we sorry. just want to see young girls who are hot. Or, no, I'm like, I'll, oh, speak oh, for, I'll speak for us, Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like, really I'm, bad about myself anyway. Like, I'm not particularly like attracted to Olivia Jade or Alex right. Earl. Uh, like, you know, I think they're beautiful. They're almost right. too beautiful for, uh, uh, for, for my for fantasy, yeah, you're yes. like, hey, there's no way I'm getting her, so why bother looking at? Exactly. Is that too much pressure? Uh, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, um, but yeah, like even somewhat... even looking at her brings up negative feelings, you know. <laughs> uh, here she is. Here she is. Um, oh, because she's hot and famous on the internet, she gets free stuff wherever she goes. Here's a clip, an exclusive clip. Get ready with me to go out in Scottsdale Super Bowl weekend, so you know we're here and we're going out. We were in New York yesterday for New York Fashion Week, and everyone's like, why aren't you staying longer? But, like, going to fashion shows or getting drunk and going to the Super Bowl, like, what do we think I'm going to choose? So let me fill you in on all of the New York Fashion Week tea. For some reason, the venue that we were at last night thought it was my birthday, and they sent me a bottle of tequila, and they were like, happy birthday, and I was like, oh my god, thank you. But it is just not my birthday at all, but I was just, like, going with it, like, anything you need for the night? I was like, this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that night we all went out and got free bottles of tequila? <laughs> they thought it was wow. my birthday for some reason. <laughs> yeah. People accidentally thought it was our birthday, JD, and we got free bottles of tequila. Wow. We, well, there you go. That's uh, Alex Earl on TikTok. Maybe I'll get her on the show. We should talk to her because I think she's fascinating. She's I think a big star. Big star, 7 million followers. And guess what? Uh, I, I'm interested how she's pulling all this off and her grades. 
finally in the uh is this finally man there's a lot of fan mail here we must have hit a good week jeff the vomit guy I revealed that jeff levy aka jeff the vomit guy has a girlfriend blew people's minds uh the fans are universally grossed out by the couple Howard, it's ironic that this <laughs> it's ironic that this vomit lover segment is ruining my breakfast and making me want to throw up. Thank you, Jeff. Howard, I want to support anybody finding love, but that Jeff and Gloria segment made me nauseous. Please, can we never air that again? Sincerely, a nauseous fan. Howard, I would rather listen to Ball Bash or Fist Fest than hear Jeff the Vomit Guy talk about putting a stink on Valentine's Day week. Yeah, we asked Jeff if he could recall... Any early memories of being turned on by women puking? So I have this clip for you. Since uh, since you said you don't want to hear any more Jeff the Vomit guy, I'll torture you with this. Here's a clip. <laughs> yes, uh, I could recall a few incidents in public school of seeing uh, fellow classmates, uh, female, uh, in, in vomiting uh, through stomach flu or just at that you know age of the, between six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And uh, I could recall a few vivid uh, um, um, scenes I saw of, of, of girls, my classmates, uh, same age group, uh, vomiting. I just somehow got turned on uh, voyeuristically viewing the the act of, 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 of someone vomiting. Mm. Jeff also elaborated on his fantasy of being a vomit coach. Uh, I, through the years, have just been able to get aroused by seeing a girl throwing up into a sink or a toilet. And, uh, you know, me just like being able to be up behind her, almost like a vomit coach or a vomit nurse. Uh, uh, maybe she would be allowing me to, to stroke her tongue, to induce her to, to gag, to, to vomit. Uh, you know, they feel so I would feel like I'm aiding. And, and yeah, instead of just throwing them a napkin and, and turning the other way, as I would think most guys would do, who are repulsed by the act of seeing someone vomiting, mm -hmm. I am totally different, okay? Totally. Is that a... Is that a profession, vomit coach? I didn't know about that. No, and usually people don't need a coach when they're vomiting. It just comes right up. Yeah. Hey, Ralphie boy. How you doing, pal? Hey, now. Good. How are you? No. Hey, I was just thinking about this Alex Earl, and, you know, she's just got everything. It's like, how do you date a girl like that? Like, how could you possibly impress her? I mean, I think she's kind of ruined in that respect. Yeah, like, like you're right. Like, like for example... When I in my short dating life, being famous, yeah. you know, you could impress girls because I was famous and I had access and things. Uh, but right, like you she, could get her like some flowers, then you take her home and she's got like eighty bouquets waiting for her. Right, right, right. So it's like, like, like if I was if I met a chick like that, I'd be like, hey, you know, I can get us into any restaurant. And she'd be like, well, so can I, asshole. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> right. You know, I can get you into a screening of a movie. I'm going to the Super Bowl, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. She's a hard, she's a hard chick to get. Yeah, just uh, you know, I don't know what would you do. <laughs> Nothing. You could like she could get on Elon Musk's rocket if she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what this says here. This is kind of crazy. Alex was 13 years old when her dad eloped with Ashley Dupree. Remember Ashley Dupree, the woman who was uh, wasn't she the one with the governor of New York? Uh, Oh, yes. Am I wrong? Is yeah, that right? who she is? Okay, I knew the name, she, but I was like, I, which scandal girl was she? JD, yeah. um, we, we set up JD on a kind of a date with her. Right. I remember oh, that. And yeah, didn't well, he, JD he in, get completely ignored? <laughs> yeah. That's her, that's her stepmother? Yeah. 
That's kind of a crazy little side note. And I guess her dad's a very wealthy guy. And so she's yeah. got money. She's got money too. She's got money. Wow. Yeah, you can't. She's a tough chick to get. You gotta. <laughs> she's a catch, but you can't catch her. <laughs> right? How do you catch someone like that, uh, Scott? What do you know about this Alex Earl girl? Her uh, her father owns a very very successful asphalt business and uh, construction company, so they got big, big money, big bucks, big bucks. Yeah, big bucks, more bucks than yeah. uh, I could ever have. <laughs> Damn oh, right, yeah. that's, that's uh, as, asphalt's where the money's at, man. Thank you. They do a lot of uh, highway repaving jobs, and I mean, worth millions. millions. Fuck yeah! Well, I mean, think about it. Where isn't there asphalt? Uh, in uh, the desert. <laughs> hey, you know what we didn't talk about, though, with Super Bowl? Yeah. How fucking crazy was it that the players were sliding all over the surface? Like, I was like, it's not bad enough to be a football player. I mean, the NFL has a real problem. I mean, a real fucking problem. The bottom line is this. You got the owners who look like, you know, like 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 the gladiators, uh Boss, you know, the, the, slave the, the emperor. Yeah, slave driver kind of look. And then you got these guys on the ground. Not only are they just like, you know, they, you know what the injury rate is in the NFL? 100%. Every guy gets injured. I mean, they're beating these masterful athletes are beating the shit out of each other, breaking their legs, having these short careers because they keep getting hurt. And, and I mean, and then on top of everything with that in the Super Bowl, the poor guy, no, I don't know what that was, but the surface they were playing on, they, they couldn't make a cleat big enough so they could, they were falling right. down. Everybody changed their shoes yeah. in the middle of that game. That's and right. how do you fuck, if you got the Super Bowl, you know it's coming up. How do you fuck up the field? Someone said they fucked up the field because for Rihanna's performance, they painted the field with special I, I don't know if that's even true. But there I've was read that. so much paint, Howard. There was that middle of the field. Was Everything was painted. But I don't know if it was for Rihanna or just because they... I don't know what was going on. But, but those be, were NFL symbols and, and signs yeah. and names and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, what a problem they... I mean... What a huge fuck-ups. Huge fuck-ups. All right. Anyway, thanks, Ralph. Thank you. I know. I hope they remember Ralph. never to do that again. Yeah, I hope so, but everyone's incompetent. But, I mean, 100% of the players get on the injured list. I mean, you know, you, you, you pick up a basketball, baseball, even hockey. I mean, you tennis, got a chance. Golf. I mean, yeah, you know, you could even have a long career. I mean, these yeah. guys are getting, I mean, what? I mean, I love watching the game. I love the violence of it. I love watching people bash into each other and everything. But sometimes I get, like, really sad for these guys. They're young guys, and they're going to... The average NFL career is 3.3 years. I mean, yeah. what the fuck are we talking about here? I mean, it is a crisis in a way. I know these guys sign up for it, and they know, but it's like... um you know, what can a poor boy do but be in a rock and roll? What can a poor boy do but be in the NFL and just beat your body up? Yeah, if you happen to get that skill set, yeah. what else are you going to do? I Weird. can run into people. 
because uh, every um, one of those quarterback sneaks I thought was the craziest thing because now they're just lined up head to head, shoulder to shoulder, and they're just going to run into each other yep. as hard as they can. By the way, everybody did write in there like the uh, pew beard when uh, uh, Richard got a pew beard. And, There's a I mean, song, Richard got a pew beard. No, you and Fred can work it out. <laughs> Sounds like if I were a rich man, though. Right. If I had a pew beard, all day long, I'd put the glue on my face and put a pew beard on my chin. Aye. <laughs> uh, we do have some behind the scenes audio of Richard's pube face aftermath. Oh. Uh, we, when we went to the break, this is what it sounded like in the studio. We had the sound of that. This is uh, right after the pube beard. Oh, God. Sorry I'm spitting so much. See, I should have shaved because I have small whiskers. Oh, it's like stuck in his own hair. Here, rinse, rinse. How's it look, man? Oh, it looks great. Yeah, let me see your mouth. You have it on your nose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had pubes. It's pubes hard to explain. Pubes on but his nose? <laughs> yeah, they, they were just because Will just kind of, you know, whacked him in the face with a plate of pubes. Is there a vacuum or a dust buster around here that we could try to clean off his jersey with? Oy. Pubes got stuck in between Richard's teeth. Here he is trying to brush them out in the office bathroom. And you know how much Richard hates brushing his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> like a pube out. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I saw a pube go down. God, there's in like weird corners of my mouth. <laughs> Get out, pubes. I don't know. Now let's brush the teeth. Make sure there's no wayward pubes stuck in my teeth or under my tongue. So gross. This is a weird note. One of Will's pubes fell out of Richard's mouth the night when he brushed his teeth at home, and he and he found one of Will's pubes the next day at his home work desk. Oh, they were everywhere. They got everywhere. And somehow, all of a sudden, he turned into a neat freak. He's all concerned about. I'm like. When did you get so clean? Yeah, what else has been found on that desk? <laughs> I want to brush those pubes right out of my mouth. Brush those pubes right out of my teeth. Richard's dad was, a, you know, I love Richard's dad. He's just such a character. And um, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl Sunday night, Richard's dad left him a voicemail. You know, I love that slow delivery of Richard's yeah. dad. Oh, Richard, this is your dad, boy. That shit with the Super Bowl, man, I tell you, that's hard on 79-year-old man who to talk to. Chiefs would have won after that first half. You couldn't hardly, couldn't hardly believe that they'd come back and win it. But, man, they they looked super the second half. Hell, I may be better when old Mahomes is hurt a little bit. Maybe he does better, but but I don't. I don't know, man. It it was rough on me all that. Man, it it was something else. But at least the Chiefs won. Go Chiefs. We'll talk to you later, bub. Bye. I didn't understand half of that, but (laughs) so what?
It was at hard his dad, on him. Yeah, at least his dad calls him. <laughs> That's what I get out of it. Richard told his dad he got Will's pubes stuck to his face. And, and the nice thing about Richard's dad is he doesn't lay a trip on him. He's like, he doesn't seem no. phased by any of it. Uh, not a bit. Hello. How about those chiefs? How about those chiefs? Did you hear what happened to me on the show this week? No. Well, I bet my coworker Will Murray, who's an Eagles fan, that the Chiefs would win, and the Chiefs won, but I still had to get Will Murray's pubes and asshole hairs on my face. What do you mean, his pubes, his balls? His balls and his asshole. God damn. Yeah. Even though the Chiefs won, you still got shit on you. Yeah, I hope there wasn't any shit in there, but some of the hairs were from his asshole. Ooh, you're braver than I am, bub. Well, and get this, some of the hairs went on my teeth and in my mouth. Ooh. Oh, no. God damn. Did you... And that reaction from a man who eats r r raccoon roadkill. Throw up? Yeah, I started to. I had a bucket next to me. God damn. The Chiefs won, so it was worth it. All the deal. Yep, just another day at the office. All right, well, go Chiefs. Go cheap, Bub. Mm. His father look. doesn't ask how... Wait a minute, you won. How did you wind up having pubes in your mouth? No, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Dad, I, I had to take pubes and ass hair on my face. Uh, fiddlesticks, I don't sound right. Yeah, and then, then Sal like, came on my face. Not again, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just another day at the office. Boys will be boys, I guess. I love that guy's attitude. Very non-judgmental, you know. I'm trying um, to think of what you would be like if you had been raised by Richard's dad. Much would you more. Be like Richard? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it seems much. I don't know. It just seems like he seems like the perfect dad. You know, he's just like, yeah, bub, you want to, you know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, make any judgments about you. Until, Would you, you know? you know, cause then I'm like, but during Richard's childhood, he was running around naked and, and, having, know. and, you know, crapping in the yard. <laughs> I guess I just like Richard's dad's attitude and he seems really into Richard. You know, he calls him and he's proud of him. But my point is, does that wind up making a you, or does that wind up making you Richard? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You would think Richard <laughs> would be so together. <laughs> Had a father who was interested in him. I don't know. I can't. I have no explanation, but I like the idea of Richard's dad. Like, yeah, son. Yeah, we just ate some squirrels and went to bed. You know, he always calls Richard and he's like, hey, bub, just wanted to tell you about my day. And they can say, go Chiefs to each other, right? Yeah. You know, it's just like, go Chiefs, go Chiefs. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I, I wouldn't even know who my dad would go for. Like, I, <laughs> I called my dad and go, go, who, what are you into? I don't even know. Go something. <laughs> you know, what do you say go for? <laughs> go, go yelling at me. Go yelling. Go away. <laughs> go away who's that you go away i'm tired of you <laughs> uh, 
I mean, the idea that Richard's dad likes talking to him is just so great. Hey, Richard, this is your dad. Even that's sweet. Like, this is your dad. Like, he has to identify, you know. Ah, this is your dad. We just ate some beaver stew. Yeah, toenails and everything. It was good. And your mother chopped up some yak. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, Dad, um, Sal just shit in my hair. Well, hey, son, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah, Dad, thanks. Yeah. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, Dad. I wish my dad would. Bu- my dad was like, I go, Dad, go. Uh, and he go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Richard's dad, you know, tells him about his day. I just think it's lovely. I don't know. It's a fantasy of mine. I have a dad who wants to talk to you. You know, yeah, we had a good day. Uh, me and your mother, we we ate um, we ate some uh, sloppy joes, but we made them with uh, with raccoon penis. <laughs> and, then, and then and then we washed it down with some elk piss. Elk piss, you say? Yeah, elk piss. Yeah, Dad. Well, guess what I did? I ate Sal's cock cheese. Oh, gee, son. I hope it wasn't too stinky. No. Okay. You have a good day now. How to Sal? Go Chiefs. So sweet. Um, Richard's Super Bowl people. Pube Beard got a mention on Sirius XM's own Fantasy Dirt. They did talk about it. So there you go. Listen to that. Let's see what that is. Oh, by the way, you want, these beautiful you want to talk about Brianna. disgusting things? We were talking about Richard Christie. Yeah, and how he I had saw. Made that. He had to do it. I saw it. He, he glued a guy's pubes onto his face, and he looked like Hitler. It was like a Hitler pube mustache. It was gross. It was gross. There were so many things wrong with what was happening. I couldn't I couldn't watch, so I just moved they, on. It, they put it on Instagram. Start I know. Put it on Instagram. I, I know. That's where I saw it. It was disgusting. It was, I can't even imagine I felt, dude, having to you do wanna, that. You want to talk about being a good sport. I mean, geez the waste. He looked so much like Hitler after that pube uh, mustache. Uh, Fred saluted him. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> didn't even make sense he won the bet and then he, he got a pube beard yeah he really was supposed to be using Will's jersey to wipe his ass that's what yeah. was supposed to happen well there you go hey Richard what'd you do today at work I won a bet and uh, got a pube beard and, mu- and anus hair mustache. Oh. Son, okay. do you know how bets work? <laughs> You're really out of it. <laughs> Gotta go, son. Mom's got a skunk casserole cooling on the windowsill right next to that cherry pie. Yeah. There you go. Uh. You know, I did mention, too, that Rihanna's husband or boyfriend is named ASAP Rocky. But instead of an S, they use a dollar sign. So it's A dollar sign AP. And I, you know, but I mean, it's clear it's an S. I mean, I know it's ASAP Rocky, but all these newscasters, when they were reporting on Rihanna having a baby with ASAP Rocky, they couldn't pronounce the name like it threw them to see a dollar sign. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me that a... 
professional announcer doesn't know how to say ASAP Rocky, but listen to this. Rihanna, now 34 years old, has a nine-month-old son with rapper ASAP Rocky. She and rapper ASAP Rocky are already parents to a nine-month-old boy. Expecting her second child with rapper ASAP Rocky. After having her first baby with boyfriend ASAP Rocky. Rocky. There we go. Second child with rapper ASAP Rocky. Rapper ASAP Rocky. Rocky. Why do I keep saying ASAP Rocky? Rapper ASAP Rocky. I just want to let you know how cool Katie is. She knew it was ASAP Rocky, not ASAP. We want to apologize to the Gen Z and millennial crowd out there watching. I I have a personal apology to issue. Deep condolences to ASAP Rocky, who I've just learned is known as ASAP Rocky. Nailed it. So, ASAP, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. You know, I I had a weird uh, Rihanna moment. I was singing Umbrella uh, uh, Umbrella and then I I found myself going into uh, the Eagles Hotel California. I was like Island. You know what I mean? I I mashed them up and I thought are the Eagles Hotel California and Rihanna's Umbrella, the same song. Uh, but I don't. Maybe because you were singing it wrong. I don't. Yeah, I'm so fucked up. You know, I have no pitch or anything. Because it's umbrella. It's not umbrella. Yeah, it's like umbrella. Hotel California. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. But my guys assure me that there's nothing there. Nothing there. Yeah, they said that, like, they, they, they tried to mash the two songs together, and they had to use, like, a machine to make it all match up. It's completely different chords, and I don't know. I hear it. I think I've discovered something, but I don't know. Uh, come on, Robin, side with me. <laughs> Go along with it. Anyway, uh, that's our show for the day. It's enough. I'm all worn out now. Show was way too long. Should have gone home. Oh, I am home. I should have gone uh, off the air 45 minutes ago. But uh, you know what? Once we start gabbing, I can't stop. I think we hit a lot of topics today. Yeah, I, I mean, have, we discussed the whole Megan Kelly, uh, machine gun Megan Kelly Fox. thing. Megan Fox, machine gun Kelly thing. Yeah. yeah. And then Important the stuff. little influencer thing. <laughs> Richard Belzer, rest in peace. For sure. And, and, and don't forget. Welch, yeah. And the most important thing this week on Howard 101, it's Shark Week, inspired by Robin Quiver shitting her pants. <laughs> That's on Sternthology. Here's some of the most horrific, and I mean horrific, on air accidents and worst sharding stories in Stern Show history all week long. Wednesday, we'll talk to Pink, and she will perform, which woman yeah. seems like an angel. Yeah, I love that woman. So there we go. And uh, a lot, and 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 in honor of President's Day, Obama and Trump sucked their own penises on air. That was pretty. That's cool. true too. I mean, there was yeah. a lot in this show. 
Yep. We heard about Ronnie eating a woman out for 20 minutes. So there you go. <laughs> you heard it all. You, you went around the world and back again. All right. Uh, that's it. Heard uh, that uh, putting reluctant into a search engine could get you arrested. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Just put in uh, seduced. All right. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Coming Wednesday, Howard welcomes pop legend, singer-songwriter, and three-time Grammy winner, Pink. Pink will come in and perform a little bit, and that woman sings like a motherfucking angel, Pink. Only on Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.